Hello, everybody, and welcome to Heads Must Roll, a D&D actual play podcast set in the world of tyranny, corruption, revenge, and vigilante justice. Each of our heroes has had a life-altering brush with corruption in their past. Because of their troubled past, our heroes were approached by a stranger who invited them to join an underground secret society of vigilante outcasts. The goal of the secret society is to expose and disrupt tyranny and corruption in the government. These are their adventures. All right. Hello. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. This is our first official episode of our first official campaign. So because it's the first episode, we're going to really quick kind of go over the basic uh, world building stuff that you need to know, um, starting with the basics of the actual world that we're living in, a nation called Havathax. Uh, Henry, you want to take it away? Yeah, sounds good. Havathax and the larger material plane was created roughly 11,000 years ago by Havgar, the illegitimate half-demon, half-deity son of the ancient god-king and creator of the outer planes, Bophus. Havgar created the material plane as a secluded place where he could be alone from his ostracized life in the abyss, and life sprung up on Havathax after Havgar ejaculated forcefully into the ground in a fit of teary-eyed, scorn-fueled masturbation. For over 10,000 years, Havathax was ruled by chaos, but the birth of Thaxalroth, a mortal-born god of law and order, roughly 3,000 years ago, caused a rift in society that led to a balanced, representative federal government to be established about 500 years ago. Now, with the future of the society to be put to a vote of the citizens, and society roughly split down the middle between the Havgarian and Thaxalrothian sects, those in power seek to shift the vote in their favor. However, a secret society of vigilantes won't let the corrupt power brokers have the last say. And our uh, first season is going to be taking place in a city called Bezbophis. The second oldest city in Habithax, Bezbophis is also a holy site to Havgarians and Thaxalrothians, since it is the site where Havgar marshaled humanoids to help him kill his father Bophis, due to the latter's desire to end the torture of humanity by destroying the entire material plane. Its importance to both faiths has kept the city in turmoil, crippling the development of the city and leaving it impoverished, a dangerous city where the strong survive and the weak die. Our heroes have made their base in the city, but whether they'll bring order to it or throw it into the chaotic deep end remains to be seen. And the secret society that we all belong to is called the Branded Hand. The Branded Hand is a small but extremely well-connected and funded underground secret society of vigilante outcasts who share the common goal of exposing and disrupting tyranny, protecting the oppressed and neutralizing their oppressors, and expropriating wealth from the upper class to aid the poor. The Branded Hand is based in the capital city of Garam Torum, but it has operations in the eight major cities in Havathax, including Bezbofis, where this campaign is taking place. The Branded Hand was founded by Janandra Enriath, an elven divine soul sorcerer who has dedicated her great powers and wealth to fight for the oppressed, impoverished, and underprivileged. When she was young, she inherited a hefty fortune and a conglomerate of businesses throughout Havathax after her father died. She used her massive windfall to dedicate herself to fight for justice and equality and uses the businesses she owns in each city as a front for secret lairs where her agents gather to rest, receive their assignments, and plan their operations. Each secret lair has a golden bust of Janandra from which she can directly communicate with her agents and give them orders. These secret layers are accessed through a closet that turns into a portal for those who bear the secret society's brand on their palm. Yeah, and there is a whole initiation ceremony that goes with it. All new recruits that are prospects of the organization gather at the hand's right where each agent must reach into an engraved ancient cauldron of constant swirling, bubbling liquid. 
steam bellows out as the initiates reach into the cauldron. If the initiate is rejected, then their hand will be swallowed by the cauldron and will be severed. If they are accepted into the fold, then they will grasp a palm-sized stone that is so cold to the touch that it gives a burning sensation. The stone melts like ice into the palm of, their, of the newly inducted member, burning an invisible brand into their hand. Awesome. So that's the basics, the the very dense basics mm -hmm. that we all need to know in order <laughs> to play this game. So let's let's go ahead and meet all of the characters and the players who will be playing them, uh, starting with Aaron. Hi, uh, I'm Aaron. I'll be playing uh, Delana Greydark. Uh, she is a half elf uh, rogue, 21 years old. She is, you know, originally from Nazmia, another country, and came over with her cousin um, when she was 16 years old to do a internship at the Convocation of Equity in the city of Garam Torum. And four or so years later, you know, she escaped what really ended up being a kind of a sex cult situation, not really an internship, and she's been on the run for the past year and has recently joined the Branded Hands. Awesome. Yep. Yep. That's that's Delana, and we'll move over to uh, Devin. Yeah, I am Devin. Uh, I will be playing uh, Daniel Sanway, who is a young man, and he is a <laughs> monk. Yeah, <laughs> he's a monk who is out to seek revenge for the unjust and unrightful murder of his master and thus uh through a series of events uh, found himself in the fold of the 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 organization all right and next we will introduce henry hey i'm henry i'm playing dectron deck goren who is a former member of the zombie destroying organization called the scourge burgers who has recently left the organization under not so nice circumstances due to a series of disagreements with the leadership regarding the future of the organization and their proper goals. So he ended up in the organization, or the secret society rather, kind of uh, hoping that they can help him find a way to change the organization and make the world a bit of a better place. Very, very noble. Um, and then I'll go ahead and, uh, hello, my name is uh, Jake and I am playing Ingus the Clown, whose real name is Ansley and Mugwood. He is a halfling bard who is an aspiring clown with, with anger issues. Um, basically, when he was younger, he um, belonged to a very rich, noble family of halflings who owned um, a giant business in the home city of Hamtham. He was a playboy and essentially got addicted to drugs, um, a drug called Ricochet. And as a drug addict, he became um, an embarrassment to his family and his family decided to have him killed. So a bunch of thugs kidnapped him and put him in a barrel of acid and rolled him down a hill. Mm. Um, thankfully, he was uh, rescued just like a minute later by a traveling circus, and they took him in and healed him up, and he became dedicated as a clown performer for the circus. As they trained him and he recovered, he discovered that clowning and spreading that sort of joy is his true calling in life. But what happened was... Um, a fellow clown, his trainer in the circus, backstabbed him and forced him to do a performance that required him to crawl into a barrel. And he had a giant panic attack and accidentally burnt the circus tent down. <laughs> and he has been excommunicated from the circus that saved him. Um, and he became a wanderer living in the forest until he was approached by the branded hand. And now he is an agent who is set out to get justice for the oppressed. And then next up, we have uh, Kurt. 
All right, so I'm Kurt McMahon. I'm playing Riven Larinus, a human rogue fighter. 20 years old, um, Riven grew up in the lap of luxury. His family was both noble and wealthy. So he grew up in a world of business titans and power brokers. Uh, there was nothing in the world that couldn't be bought in Riven's world, but as the first son, he was groomed to take over the family's business, empire, and political offices. One day uh, at the Feast of... Dude, I don't know any feasts. What do we have feasts of? <laughs> What's of that? The Day of Coming. The Day of Coming. Yeah. The Feast of the Day of Coming. <laughs> <laughs> Should it's we mostly roll with soups. That? Thick soups. I was going to say, yeah, what would you eat on that day? day? Oh, my God. Some like chowders. <laughs> yeah, chowdery <laughs> type of dish. Definitely cream-based. The Day of Coming is the only known God holiday damn. that we have in this world. Oh, my God. I like it. <laughs> All right. It's canon, though. 100% is canon. So shall it be written. So one day at the Feast of Coming, I met the daughter of a rival family. We started seeing each other in private, falling in love over the coming week. We kept our love secret to avoid the scandal that we knew would follow, but it was unavoidable. Uh, eventually, our families found out. My father threatened to cut me off if I didn't swear off the relationship. I refused, but it was all for naught when my love caved to her family's demands and ended the relationship. Abandoned, embittered, and suddenly on the outside looking in, I saw the actions of my family in a new light. Every cold-hearted business decision, every ruthless political move, I saw the people who were hurt and left behind. I started to look for ways to push back, and one day I decided to steal from my own family's business and gave it to the recently fired workers. This was the act that drew the attention of the branded hand. Nice. And finally, we have Sam. Hello, I'm Sam. I'll be playing the character Alreath Novaris, also known as Eli by his friends. He's a hexblade with a sworn pact to a mysterious sentient sword that calls herself Idril Yavanna. Came to stumble upon this dark artifact after being thrown into a dungeon by his former employer Baron Martins. Life as bodyguard and enforcer for Lord Martins had been good until he sent him off on a suicide mission in order to take advantage of his betrothed, the beautiful Estelle. While barely returning home alive, he discovered the deceit and uh, Estelle entered her own life in shame. Uh, after languishing in a dark prison for some time, it was the enchanted sword that actually allowed him to escape and exact his revenge. Well, now the rest is history and a burnt down manor. He seeks a new life, perhaps fortune, love, or something else entirely. That is who we are and what we are about. Um, and we are about to embark on our very first adventure as agents of the Branded Hand. So I will officially hand it over to our DM, Eric. All right, and I am Eric, and I will be your DM for this evening. So if everybody's ready, we'll get rolling. I I totally spaced. I didn't say what class I am. So I'm going to set the record straight. I'm playing a cleric for the audience. Yeah. audience. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping to like ADI. Are, are you? I, my yeah, name is this. I, I am a cleric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure that info gets yeah. in there. It won't matter. They'll, they'll see what it is. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Just, Paste it in there. Yeah. Now, if you ever <laughs> interrupt oh, no. Eric again, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, 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 God. All right. Get him, Jake. He's going to be my enforcer. Yeah. Eric, like, six oh. Jake on me. Jeez, I get it. I get it. Okay, I'm, I'm good. All right. So, all of our characters have just been inducted into the secret society called the Branded Hands. And the initial base of operations uh, for our new Branded Hand members is an unsuspecting inn. So it rests along the docks of Bespofus and is called the Full Mast Inn, gallantly named for the mighty sailing ships coming into dock from the dark waters of Great Lake Flaxador. Sure. The inn's sole proprietor, <laughs> mm -hmm, that is what it's named for, 
The inn's sole proprietor is a leather-faced gnome named Grom Seckelbeck, who retired some time ago from the branded hands, but still aids the society's operations and guides new members. Working the tables at the full mast is a halfling named Alan, who cleverly disguises himself as a human child to avoid suspicion of him working as a butler of sorts for branded hand agents. Presently working as head chef is a young red-haired girl named Fiona, who either cannot speak at all or perhaps just chooses not to. On top of being an inn for the general public and base of operation for the branded hands, Grom regularly uses his inn as a shelter for homeless orphans and street urchins, some of which choose to stay and work at the inn from time to time. These unfortunate youngsters also serve as valuable informants as to the ongoings in the unforgiving streets of Best Wolfus. Here at this homely inn is where our players will begin their journey as new agents of the branded hands. All right. And so where we will begin is going to be about late morning in the uh, full mast inn. So everyone is already kind of woken up and is kind of milling around in kind of the uh, the main level of the full mast, probably one of the tables. So Grom, again, the owner of the inn, is busily hammering what looks like a sign that's just a piece of wood with charcoal scratched onto it that says the hungry gull, and he's hammering it into the side on the inside of the inn. You can see Alan uh, by the fireplace is kind of scooping out ashes uh, from the last night, preparing it for the new evening. Fiona is busy in the back cooking up something for the lunch hour. And then there's also a very grizzled looking dwarf that is sitting uh, at the bar, busily chugging uh, as much ale as he can possibly fit into his mouth, which is hidden somewhere in his beard. He seems more beard than dwarf. <laughs> nice. And so with that, we will start off with our players. So where would you guys be and what would you kind of be doing at this time in the full mast? So it's it's mid-morning, you said, so we've already woken up and coming down. Yep. So Delano, what would you be doing? Uh, I'd be chilling right here Post by this breakfast. fireplace, getting warm, munching. You know, it seems real cozy over there. Got a backrest on the chairs. Drinking, I don't know, they have coffee here or something like that. Energy drinks. <laughs> Energy drinks. They got drinks. Monster Man here? <laughs> <laughs> they got like Red Bull. I don't know. Oh, I mean, like, coffee, tea, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there'd probably be some, some tea that the, yeah. the end would have. Latte. They, they might have some oh, four yeah. loco. You, you never know. Whatever they got, I, I'm drinking it. Mm-hmm. Like, if Monster sponsors us, we'll definitely do some product yeah. placements yeah. in, in <laughs> yeah. character in the bar. Hey, do you have a nice, refreshing Monster energy drink? <laughs> I really need some fuel for my adventures. I don't even I don't even think, like, a sponsored podcast could describe Monster as refreshing. It's just <laughs> lying to the consumer. Can I have a not terrible Monster, please? <laughs> Get it in you. Mm. That's what potions of healing are. Yeah. So funny. Potions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so strength. Disgusting. We'll just stick with the regular tea. So we don't know what potions of haste taste like. I'm going to quaff an action surge. <laughs> yeah. That'd be one of like the bang energy drinks that has like 300 milligrams of caffeine. Oh my God. God. That's about as close yeah. to a haste potion. Yeah, you'll as you see get. colors after that. Yeah. That, we, we should yeah. get sponsored by Mike Tyson's Black Sex Energy. <laughs> I didn't know they finally marketed that. <laughs> oh, it's out there. Yeah, I don't know if it's for sale in America, but it's out there. I think we have to import that from Poland, though, don't I we? I think so. <laughs> to pass it by customs. Uh, Daniel, son, what 
What are you doing currently, late morning? I see some, there's some playing cards on the table there. Are there any, like, street gamblers outside? Anyone playing dice out on the streets? I'm sure there'd be somebody out on the streets playing dice in some dark alley somewhere. Hell yeah, I'm gonna go out the front door and I'm gonna turn to the nearest alleyway that's around this, uh, the full mast. Okay. And I'm gonna go, cause I, you guys asked what I was gonna spend my 16 gold on. Uh, yeah. it's, it's dice. Gambling. It's gambling. Right into gambling. Yeah, it's gambling. I'm gonna peek down the first alleyway I see. I'm gonna turn to my right, I guess, down the street, uh, the main thoroughfare, and I'm gonna find the next closest alleyway and see, and peek down it, see if I see some people with Dyson cups and shit. <laughs> so there's, there's two guys that seem to be making some sort of business deal, but it does not seem to be like they're rolling dice. Okay, so he goes to the opposite direction, so left from the storefront, and he okay. peeks down that next alleyway, and he sees if there's people with Dyson cups or whatever. And eventually you are able to find a circle of people that are playing dice in an alleyway. Sick. Okay, I will go stand- I don't have any sleeves anyways, because otherwise I was going to roll up one sleeve and then, like, get ready to do Dyson cups. Um... <laughs> Roll so up instead, imaginary sleeve. Uh, I'll, I will, yeah, of course. Well, he does that anyways when he's, like, getting ready for a fight. So Daniel will totally, he'll saunter up and uh, check and see what game it is. And if it's one that he's familiar with, which is probably most of them, then he will definitely sit down in the circle. And, because uh, I'll observe. I want to see what the odds are, you know? Okay. So it's four very raggedy-looking guys that are kind of surprised as you walk up. Mm -hmm. And they're playing a game <laughs> that they call as God's Eye. Oh, sick. One of my favorites. And and I'll <laughs> and I'll jump in <laughs> to their circle. You said it was like two other guys? How many other so fellows? There's, are... there's four. Four total? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. You're going to get beat now to death good in odds. an alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said last time when I fucking killed the crabs or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll totally, I'll sit in and I, I won't start betting yet until it's back around. Okay. And you see that these guys are betting currently for scraps of food and like every once in a while, maybe a few coppers. Okay. You see, like, a pair of shoes comes in. There's, nice. like, a single glove that one guy bets. Cool. So it seems more like things that they've found. So Sick. it's not, not hot winnings. That's fine. Time to turn this 16 gold into zero gold. <laughs> well, I, I got a mystery berry to bet. I mean, maybe they're cool shoes. Maybe you could resell Yeah, right? <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Daniel's not wearing shoes. So, like, I'm down for yeah. it. From the looks of it, the shoes have bite marks on them. Nice. Human bite marks. So they are made of leather. Oh, so they got a little hungry? Okay. <laughs> Even cooler, they got that distressed look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. It's, it's the in thing. Yeah, the worn, worn shoes. So God's eye. Th this is. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is the game where you want to get a roll of a one is the greatest fucking roll in, yep. the, in the game. You want to roll a one, and you roll two dice. So you want to roll a one on one of them, and then roll a high number on the next. Oh. But if you roll um, snake then, eyes, you instantly lose. If you roll snake eyes? Oh, because you only want one mm -hmm. of God's eye. Because you only you want, want one of God's eye. If you get two, then you're cursed. But if I'm competing with another person or with a group of people, does my, is it like the lowest number and then the highest number of your hand, like your hand wins? Yes. Cool. So like right. if you don't roll a one, then like you just don't get a score. Okay. All right. Yeah, Daniel's like, oh, okay. Seems like the odds are, uh, seems like the pot's real rich with this time. What's in the pot this time around, <laughs> actually, pot. for this? Okay, yeah. in the pot is, there's a cooked rat, Sick. one chewed shoe, <laughs> a necklace, a necklace of teeth of some sort of animal. Gross. And then what, two kind of worn gloves, leather gloves, not chewed. Whose teeth are they? 
Animal teeth is what I've been told. It, it seems like animal teeth. They're a bit longer and sharper than human teeth, but... Are they both right hand gloves, or...? They should be. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> uh, Daniel-san will totally throw uh, his mystery berry, which I've been told is a, it's actually a po uh, berry of poison resistance, so it's actually mm -hmm. a fancy berry. Um, he'll throw that shit in there. Okay, and so you throw a berry, and everyone's kind of like, Oh yeah. So, because you threw in <laughs> some fruit, so this is like this is this, this protects from scurvy a little bit. So the 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 fruit thing is that's you're up in the ante. Kiyot. Oh. I didn't get a one. I got a two and a three. Okay. Well, you gotta you gotta throw it into the middle. Oh, I did it then. It's still a two and a three. <laughs> okay. And so so one of one of the guys did roll a one and then a mm. four, and okay. so he wins the round and then the also pot. wins the pot. There you go. Say good, good one, dude. Berries go good with rat meat, though, so that's it's very nice of you. Yeah, he's gonna Ooh. squeeze that shit. <laughs> It'll protect you from whatever poison that rat's got. <laughs> and so they kind of start conversing with you, Daniel, a little bit as yeah, yeah. So I'm you, picking you, up you intel around, while I'm but here, you, know? you seem to be a good sport about it, and so there, you guys are kind of like <laughs> chewing the fat a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I, I could be done with my my round of. I want these guys' names, though. I want these guys' names when it comes back around. Okay, give me some time. We'll have... <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I'll wait. That's why I'll wait. All right, new, my best four new NPCs. As as All right. <laughs> okay, Dectrin. Yeah, so I've come down the stairs. I'm going to go... I'm going to spot Grom and sort of head, head, head over there and kind of sidle up to him and look at the sign. And uh, what's, what's, what's happening, Grom? You rebranding some, something or other? <laughs> he goes... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but these guys keep coming in, and I don't know what kind of establishment they think this is. But I think the name's giving people the wrong idea. This is a family <laughs> joint, even though no families come in here. But no, people are getting the wrong idea. I, I gotta gotta change it. So you're saying what? What kind of guys are these that come in here? Ruffians, nefarious folk, or, or what? They just kind of had the wrong idea of what kind of a establishment I run. Uh. <laughs> So it's the feast of coming every day. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to kind of scratch my beard and uh, be like, huh? Uh, so Grom, what's and if you heard any word from the from the organization yet about our upcoming assignment? I know that we all just kind of just joined, but kind of curious what's next and uh, wondering if you had any insight about that. Yeah, so. I got word this morning from the big boss, Janandra, that there's going to be a job coming in later today. So you'll know when on the brands that you got in all your hands, when you went through the initiation ceremony, it'll start to burn and kind of tingle a little bit. And whenever you nice. feel that in the future, come back here. Okay. And then, because what it's going to be is that Janandra was saying that this is going to be a petitioner. So she's actually going to come in and tell us about what she'd like us to do and We'll talk about kind of how that goes when we have someone come in. Sometimes we just get a letter and we have to check it out. Sometimes we just check it out. It comes in in different ways. In this case, the petitioner is going to come in to is going to come in here and we'll sit her down at one of the tables and I'll talk with her and the rest of you will be able to question her, but she won't be able to see you for your own safety. Of course. I've got kind of some stuff that we we rig up for cases like this. But she'll then ask us kind of like what the, her situation is and what she wants us to check out. Interesting. So, yep. So sounds like it's one of the women or one of the nuns that works at uh, the local healing temple. Good to know. Thank you, Grom. And I'm going to I'm gonna leave Grom to his work. I'm going to kind of move around 
the rest of my friends that are like patriots, and I'm going to tell them what what Grom just told me, so that they all kind of know, and that I'm going to end up, you know, chat with Delana, chat with Eli, chat with Riven, chat with Ingus, and I'm going to end up sitting uh, in this spot right here, uh, kind of facing the the door, as casually as I can try and be to sit there and uh, yeah, relax. So sounds good, Eli. What are you up to? Uh, you'll find Eli sitting close to the fireplace, uh, just. Uh, relaxing for the morning. Uh, he appears to have out a fantastical-looking sword, which is most likely the uh, the hex blade. He just sounds like the guy on the on the train that's talking to a cell phone. Can't hear the other <laughs> side of the conversation. Seems very confused, talking about the Shadowland or Shadow Plane, trying to understand what's going on. But if you listened, you probably have no better idea than at the moment what he's trying to figure out. That's all he's doing. Good. Ingus? Well, as a recovering addict, the uh, very bearded dwarf at the bar makes me a little bit sad. And as a clown, I want to cheer him up. So I'm going to go over to the bar uh, very nearby him. I'm going to literally, I'm going to climb up over the stool and onto the bar proper. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to cast Mage Hand to do some uh, juggling. But with free hands, I'm going to pull out a piccolo. And I am going to offer him a positive rendition of what I interpret his uh, soundtrack for the day is going to be. Try and cheer him up a little nice. bit with some music. So as you near him, the smell hits you first of someone that has not bathed in possibly forever. Oh. And you climb up onto the bar table and you kind of look at the dwarf who's busy guzzling ale of the empty tankards he's got lined up in front of him and his face looks more of just beard than actual face so in this case it's more like of a beard with eyes so his mouth is somewhere in there and you're guessing it's somewhere in where like the ale foam is covering Uh, his beard and you go up in front of him and you can see his eyes kind of squint and the beard seems to come up to just under his eyes where the hair starts growing and incoherently he mumbles Hang on, Jamogadja. <laughs> I'd be like, that's about right. And a and a great morning to you too, sir. How would you like some entertainment? <laughs> and you also notice that one of his eyes slowly begins to drift over, and then he kind of like comes back and then drifts <laughs> off again. There's a little eh? yeah. <laughs> like, so he, he kind of right back into place. He catches it. Well, I'm so I'm gonna try and like interpret what I think is the perfect melody to kind of like lift his spirits, but also like strike a chord with him in his soul. Okay. So roll in a performance soul. to see performance how soul enlightening this is. Let's see. 18 plus five. So 23. That is soul enlightening for sure. And so which, which is there a musical instrument you're using in this game? I'm using a piccolo, which might just, if I was drunk in the morning, I would be so annoyed to hear that, but I, it's very piercing. It, it comes off really well right yeah. now. So the whole inn just rings with this beautiful piccolo music. It's pleasant for everyone, even those that don't like piccolos. And the dwarf puts down his ale and begins kind of clapping along, not to the beat, but he's trying. Oh. Um, <laughs> but he seems o- totally overjoyed and enthralled at your performance. I changed somebody's day, and that's what Dungeons and Dragons is all about. That's right. <laughs> Changing, changing yeah, a fake well person's done. day. <laughs> changing imaginary lives, one yeah. dwarf at a time. One piccolo at a time. Well, that's that's my thing. 
Also, before I even came downstairs, I made sure to go through my whole like makeup routine, moisturize my face, put all the white makeup on, add the perfect swirlies. So I'm in like, because it's early morning, my clown makeup is as pristine as it could possibly be. As it will be for the rest of the day, yeah. We'll see, huh? We'll see what happens. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we'll go down to, so Riven, what are you up to? All right, so I'm going to go and take a seat at this table, and I'm going to say, Grom, do you have the latest news or gossip pages? <laughs> so he kind of finishes, like, kind of like hammering in that piece of wood that says the, the hungry gull and kind of charcoal markings, and he turns over to you and he goes, the what? <laughs> The news or the gossip pages? The no, no. <laughs> just go to like talk. You might be able to like go buy one outside. I, I can't afford that. I'm I, sure there's I'll, some people outside that could sell you that stuff, but I'll stand up kind of in a huff and go. Then I shall sally forth. <laughs> I'll saunter outside to try and find myself some reading material. Okay, and you saunter outside, and you are able to find some paper boys that are kind of like yelling out. Extra, the, extra. the latest news, yeah, <laughs> on little pieces of parchment. All right, now say, you boy, what are you selling? The week's story, sir. It's Feast of and Coming Day, sir. <laughs> it's the Feast of Coming Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll offer him oh two coppers for a paper. Tis the most joyous day of all. I'll say two coppers, not a copper more. Oh, absolutely, sir. Thank you. And I'll head back inside with my head held high to sit down and read my... News and gossip pages. It's the great feast of coming, Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm picturing. Oh, just this, this, this. Yeah. Little fucking Charlie Brown looking Little fucking asshole. Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and the morning drags on just like a little bit longer. And then after a while, you begin to feel kind of like that slow burning kind of tingling sensation in the hands that you have uh, branded. The tingling sensation is fairly common at the full mast. Yep, that's true. Usually shows up a few weeks after you've been at the full mast. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the regular the, show. The burning, yeah, it starts as tingling and then... And then your piss turns green. It's weird. <laughs> that's intense. Can Daniel, can Daniel be like, oh shit, that must mean it's great luck. And can he throw another, uh, uh, can he throw a gold piece in the mix of whatever the pot is for his little gambling trio or his quintet right now and so it do you want to throw down a gold piece oh 100 okay so you throw down a gold piece and like the other four guys kevin graham craig and lock come at me kevin <laughs> <laughs> so these are your no, homeless informants yeah kevin graham graham craig and lock like the name Craig or the like a rocky crag, like just Craig. I'm spelling it, yeah, I'm spelling like, it out. Like a Craig you'd meet at the store. Uh, for our viewers, there'll be a test later. And the other four guys go. This guy goes, "Whoa, Danny, we're we're not those kind. Of, we can't roll like that. You put you put whatever you guys want. That's a lot of money, man. I love the gamble. All, all right." I guess I'll, I'll throw in my rat. Hell yeah. He's half-eating cooked rat. There's going to be a rat. There's going to be two chewed shoes. Nice. And so much teeth. <laughs> those yep. gloves. I really want those gloves, to be honest. A burlap hat that was probably made out of a, pa uh, a sack of potatoes in the past. Sick. But it's it fits. It's, it's well 
Stitch? <laughs> I try it on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's uh, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the stitching in this burlap is top notch. And one guy's gonna be like, "All right, I found this in the street. I thought it was cool, but I don't know what it is. But for gold, all right, Danny. And it looks like a shiny rock. Whoa. Looks like it's polished." But it is, it's kind of like gray, but it seems to glisten more than average rocks. Literally a polished turd. Yeah, carry it. It's gold. Petrified at least. Maybe it's a, it's a fossil. One man's polished turd is another man's <laughs> gold piece. Polished turd. Gold Still piece. polished turd. Yeah. All right, so are we rolling? Yeah. Okay, let's see who's got, let's see who's got God's eye. If anybody, oh, there's a one. Oh, he's out. Oh, is he? Why? Did he, oh, he got two ones? Nope, so one guy got... So Craig got snake eyes, and he goes, Oh, no, my rat! <laughs> <laughs> oh. He needed that rat. All right, so Danny, what'd you get? I got a one and a two. Oh, wow. Okay, this is an exciting round. So, let's see. Kevin got a one and a four, which he was excited about, until Locke rolled a one and a six. Lucky fucking bastard! He goes, good, good game, guys, but to the winner go the spoils. <laughs> and he takes the stuff, and he's he's pretty excited about this. And then Danny looks at you, and he goes, are you really sure? Mm-hmm. He looks at you with the gold piece. Yeah, take it, bro. He goes, all right, hot meals all around tonight. Aw. Hell yeah. That's what D&D is all about, spreading joy to fake people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's also what the Feast of Coming is all about. <laughs> that's gonna keep coming up. Like that's that'll be that'll be like the special like Christmas edition. Yeah, like, I love that. that. Yeah. We'll yeah. that. yeah. All right. Well, Dan Daniel Sano brushes uh, brushes fucking the dust off him or whatever, and he'll be like, "All right, dudes, same time tomorrow." And he, it'll it'll turn a heel and start heading back to the shop. All right. All the four guys are like they're like, "Nice meeting you, Danny. See you around." You too. Be safe out there. Kevin, Graham, Locke, and Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Remembered all our names. That's amazing. Well, I wrote it down. I wrote down gambling buddies. I, yep. <laughs> I've got them wrote down. So those those are recurring NPCs now. They're, mm -hmm. they're forever. Polished turds <laughs> are forever. <laughs> and so everybody makes it back into the inn. And you can see that. Grom quickly kind of goes back behind the counter and you can see he pulls out what looks kind of like this like really like thick like gray candle and like pulls over one of the tables and puts the candle like right in the middle and he kind of calls everybody over and he goes okay so when somebody comes in with a job for us how this works is that we bring them in and I need you guys to leave the room for a bit I'll light the candle and then once it's lit I'll start asking the petitioner about what they want and then you can enter. So what the candle does is that it lets out some light that'll only go just around the table, but the petitioner won't be able to see past that. So you'll be able to see her, but she can't see you. And so this is to protect your guys' identities. Because we don't know whether these petitioners are just trying to get a hold of us or whatnot. So does that kind of make sense? Everyone can just kind of hold back in the kitchen. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm going to point over, I guess, my shoulder and be like, point at the dwarf. And I'm like, is, is he going to stay or are you going to kick him out as well? Oh, God, is Horace still here? Horace, get out of here! And you can see, like, the, the dwarf kind of looks over his bag and goes, you? And just, like, slams, like, the last couple ales that he has and goes out and slowly, like, kind of stumbles out the, uh, stumbles out the door before kind of slamming on the door two times 
and goes and walks out. He's the that's that's the that's the same dwarf from last time, right? That the potato dwarf. Yep. So yeah. he's kind of like the company oh, yeah. transport. Yeah. <laughs> but he said Horus. I was like, wait a second. He's got a name. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he's he's hard to understand, but he does a good job of getting things through security. Did I notice him being smelly as I as he walked past me out the door? Yep. So he's the bo is strong with this one. Well, he does manage a team of pigs to pull his cart. So. That's mm -hmm. right. I He's a classy guy. Also, the pigs are the smelly ones. It could just be him, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, the pigs make him cleaner, I think. Okay, so he's a bad influence on them. <laughs> so what do our hands look like right now? So they were tingling. I've got five fingers. Well, yeah. So they're tingling, and as you kind of look down at it, what kind of like started as like a very soft glow now is becoming kind of stronger and stronger. And Grom kind of like goes and kind of like shushes Alan back upstairs um, and then closes the blinds to the windows and also kind of closes the door and puts the kind of closed sign up on the door so that other uh, customers don't come in. And he goes, goes, all right, I think the petitioner's close. So I need you guys just to kind of like go back through the back into the kitchen and then I'll call you out when we're ready. I'm still juggling with my mage hand, but I'm done with the piccolo and I go into the kitchen. And so you guys are kind of back in the kitchen and you can see that Fiona's busy kind of kneading some dough for bread for later in the evening. I'll turn to her and I'll put my mouth to my I'll go, shh. Which is funny because she doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah. That's mean. <laughs> yeah, and she just kind of gives you a disdainful look because, yeah, she... She chooses not to talk because of people like you, Daniel. Like you. But, yeah, like maybe, you. maybe that's it, yeah. <laughs> From the kitchen, you can kind of hear like a door shut and you can hear Grom's voice that goes... Come in and sit down, and you kind of hear a woman's voice kind of mumble some stuff, and you kind of hear uh, a stool being pulled out. And then you hear Grom's voice, and he says, Agents, you can re-enter the room. Well, we do. Yeah, we yeah. do. Guys. Yeah. And basically what you can see is that, you can see that, again, there's like kind of like that thick gray candle that's on the middle of the table. Grom's on one side of the table, and on the other side, there's a woman in kind of like, looks like she had has white robes on kind of underneath what looks like some really kind of drab gray rags that she has over her. And she kind of pulls like the hood off and she looks like a 20 something woman with kind of brown hair. Um, that looks very, very distraught from the candle human. in the middle of the table. Yep. So she's going to be, she's a human. Okay. From the candle, you can see there's a, there's a light glow that just extends maybe a couple feet beyond the edges of the table. Um, and so that's probably where the drop-off is, of mm. where, as Grom explained before, you can see her, but apparently she can't see you. And so as you enter, so Grom kind of begins to talk to her. So Grom looks at her and goes, all right, please state your name and why you came to us. And so she explains and kind of introduces herself to Grom as Sister Alma. And so Sister Alma says that she's a a part or was a part of a healing order that's called Mercy's Burden that works inside of the city of Bespofus. The order has been there for hundreds of years, and they work as healers within the city. And that in their case, they're non-denominational. So they don't pick a side between the god Havgar or the god of Thaxlaroth. And so they do not have uh, divine energy in which to heal people in like the normal kind of clericy fashion. Mm. So they kind of go through a different route. They can heal through just kind of bandaging people and taking care of them until they heal naturally, or they can relieve people of the burden of pain. And how this works is that instead of healing a person, the wounds 
can be transferred from one to another, Whoa. which is some people that work for the order are called the burdened, and they voluntarily take on the pain of others in order to lesser, lessen the suffering and pain in the world. And so people join the order for different reasons. But what she explains is that as the temple used to give away its healing services for free, now the temple has suddenly been demanding exorbitant fees for any healing and any services uh, to anyone that enters. Whereas before it was anybody could come in and they would get healing for free and the nuns and the monks uh, working there would take care of you. Now, from the top down, you have to pay an unbelievable amount of money to even be looked at. And if you can't pay, in some cases, other things can be negotiated. And she kind of shudders at the thought of what some of those negotiated deals are, of what people may have to pay in order to heal their sick, sick or injured loved ones. And so she's not exactly sure what changed this, but she knows that the two people that are kind of like of the head of the order, so a man called Father Solomon, and also another leader that's just under Father Solomon, Mother Senna, both seem to be implicit in charging people. And if other nuns and monks wouldn't or weren't okay with charging people, they were simply disbanded from the order. And so Alma explains that she was disbanded from the order. So she was kicked out because she didn't think it was right to charge people. So on top of people being charged a lot for healing, street healing has also been outlawed. And there's been murders of street healers happening in the city. Uh. And so she knows of, there's a man that works with the Children of Chaos, a man named Orton, who runs kind of like a smaller gang that he, that he calls, and they call themselves the Street Reavers. She thinks that they're being paid somehow to kind of hunt down street healers so that they can lock down and basically have a monopoly on all healing. So the Children of Chaos are kind of like a loosely organized militia of mostly half-orcan descent that believe that they should rule by basically might makes right. And so they're very and they're very anti-magic, they're very kind of anti-strict laws. Um, but they see it, instead of chaos, they see it more as freedom. But the thing is, with that, they also can change the laws and change the rules at their whim. And so it's very chaotic, as a lot of times the laws are changed to favor, usually, the children of chaos themselves. And they're largely seen as thugs within the city. But they are currently in control of the city of Best Bofus. So Orton is the head of the gang that hunts down street healers? The street reavers, yeah. Allegedly. Right, allegedly. We wouldn't want to falsely impugn him. Yeah, your honor, allegedly. (laughs) Can we just take a second to appreciate this method of healing? Like, we had a broken arm. Who wants a broken arm? Like, anyone up for herpes today? Ooh, me, me, me. Ooh, me, I love it. Me. (laughs) (laughs) There's some that are very pure of heart that just want to do good in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Or real masochistic. Oh, yeah. Alma kind of explains her case that there's this, you know, horrible thing happening within her order. It's kind of been completely changed, and she's not really sure why. But the biggest thing is that street healers that are trying to help people for free on their own are being killed in the streets or are just disappearing completely. And she believes that this man named Orton that runs the Street Reavers. So all of you are kind of standing around. She can't see you, but she could still hear you. 
So if you have any, like, questions for her. Do you know where, like, does Orton have, in his militia, have, like, a headquarters or something? Do we know where they reside, typically? And so she sh- she shakes her head and she says, she goes, no, I don't know where they're headquartered. It's probably somewhere hidden. Angus, by the way, I- I'm the disembodied voice you're hearing. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. She can't see you, but you can introduce yourself. Yeah, and say your name so she knows your name. Right. Your full here's, name. Yeah, here's my social security number. Yeah. <laughs> my credit card number. My weakness. Yeah. I'm terrible at the secret thing. Oh my god. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna like dox everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord. <laughs> so funny. Grom puts out the candle. At this point, you've introduced yourself just to see each other. Just like, come on, just like, what's the point of this thing? <laughs> we actually have to kill the nun now that she knows who we are. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah but, uh... Sister, I have a question for you. As far as you know, these street healers that have been killed by these street reavers, as they were, is there any location? Is it all over the city? Any any street healer that pops up? Is there a time frame? And she goes, she goes. The street reavers are pretty much kind of named after what they do, so they're kind of like the the arm of the children of chaos that kind of enacts their own street justice as they see fit. And so there's been murders in pure daylight because all we have are other children of chaos as kind of the policing force right now, and they just turn a blind eye to it because they agree with it. Sometimes the bodies of the dead are left. Sometimes they take the bodies. I'm not sure why, but it seems to happen during all times. They don't even wait for the cover of night. They do it right out in the open, and they make sure people see it. So how long ago did they change their policy? How long has it been that now that they're charging, is it? We started charging small amounts maybe five weeks ago, and then it just slowly became more and more and more. It was gradual. I was kicked out just last week. The prices just slowly grew more and more every day. And Mother Senna and Father Solomon grew more and more dark. How long have Father Solomon and Mother Senna been in charge of the thing? Years. Both of them are much older than I am. They're they're both great and Do we know how they're they're connected to Orton? I I don't know if they're connected. Oh. But it seems like there must be some, but it seems unimaginable that Two such, you know, loving people that were so loving and selfless in the past would suddenly turn so cold. I don't know what happened to them. But this all seemed to happen together around the same time that the Reavers were taking out street healers right around the same time that we were began charging. Could we get an audience with the Mother Center or Father Solomon? I highly doubt it. They don't even let anyone go into the temple unless you strike a deal with them. They even have an old money lender that works the front door and actually negotiates with the sick and injured at the front to see if he can strike a deal and then they're let in. What's that guy's name? Some fat clown named Orlando Cheville. (laughs) Orlando. Orlando. Okay, Mm. cool. So what would you say is the biggest threat right now? Is it Orton killing the streets? Uh, healers or the fact that the organization has been so like overrun with this money problem there are people that I know that have been killed in the streets by trying to help people once they've been kicked out of the temple I need you to kill or stop she kind of stops herself and backs up (laughs) to stop Orton from murdering people he is the one that needs to be stopped first and foremost 
and maybe if you can find and encounter him, it may shed some light on what happened to my beautiful order. A quick question. You said that you've seen this happen. How many members of these Reaver dudes usually show up to, like, rough up the healers? It varies. They at least come in pairs to watch each other's backs. Up to gangs of six, I've seen. But they're usually they're never they're never alone. And does Orton himself does he appear with them? So Orton usually appears in larger crowds or in larger groups of them. I think he's kind of a coward, but he's the more of the kind of like the brains behind them. I see. I got some ideas, guys. We could get this no problem. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Sister, I appreciate your willingness to come forward and and seek us out. I can't imagine it's easy. I'm sorry for the loss of your fellow healers, but know that that we will take care of this. Do not fear anymore, but first and foremost, stay safe yourself. Do not go out. Do not try and heal. Do not risk yourself. We will take care of this, but do not put your own life on the line. Totally. We got this. And she kind of like nods her head and she kind of like wipes away for some tears and she goes, thank you. Your order is a blessing on the world. You want you want you want a bowl of soup? It is the day of coming. I'm sure we can get you a complimentary bowl of soup. Would I like a bowl of soup? And she's kind of like looking into the uh, probably darkness of what she can see. She's turning towards where she can hear your voice. And then you can see like Grom on the table just going like. It's good soup. Like I eat like six bowls every morning. And he turns over his shoulder and goes, soup? Don't don't worry about it. We'll take good care of you, Alma. Yeah, we'll take, we'll take, we'll kill that guy. Come for the vengeance. Stay for the soup. We don't piss on hospitality, all right? I won't allow it, okay? Come on. So what is, like, the best place to find interaction with these people? Oh, yeah, Daniel said he had an idea. Oh, yeah, Daniel's got a plan. Oh, my God. Well, let's hear it. Daniel knows how to deal with street gangs, yeah. Is Alma still here? Are we just, like, talking and she's still right there? Uh, so, Al- so Alma's still here, but <laughs> she'll kind of, like, say, like, what some of her ideas are. So just, like, kind of some things to chew on. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Please. So yeah, yeah. some things that, some clues that, that might uh, help you out in hunting them down is that the street reavers, they wear blue capes that is the same kind of color that as like the Children of Chaos use, mm-hmm. but they all have, they all usually wear studded leather with golden studs. So black leather with golden studs. They're bougie. Yeah, so they're, they're they try to kind of show off a little bit like that. They got that healthcare money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you could try finding some of those on the streets. Please, please, please be careful if you try that. I know you're all very capable, but I've, I've had a lot of friends be killed out in the streets. You could try talking to Orlando, shaking down him for information. He's a very he's a very smart man, but I think his alliance lies with no one. He's only motivated by money. Money? Anything else? I'm not sure. I, I <laughs> shudder to think of the other things that motivates a man like that. Perhaps boobies? We'll find out. Boobies? Do you like boobies? Would the they be interested yes. in coming to the full staff? <laughs> <laughs> then, but so before Alma leaves, she goes, do you have any other questions for me, agents? Uh, do you have a callback number or? <laughs> <laughs> Who do I send the pigeon? Just in case, like I forgot, I think of something later. <laughs> Can I talk to your manager? So, <laughs> to make sure that, that that I understand everything, your former place of employment, this this it's the Sisters of Burden. 
This Mer- is Mercy's Burden. Mercy's Burden. Mercy's Burden. Mercy's Mercy's burden. burden. Right. That's what it was. Oh, sorry. I don't know how to remember things. Mercy's Burden, the, the, in your experience, is it that the, the murders of the street heroes, have, it, have those taken place around the location? Or is it that the street reapers are just anywhere that there's a, there's a healer on the street? As far as you know, from what you've seen, from what you've heard, I'm just trying to understand how best to, to, to get these murderers. I would like to know as much as I can about them to figure out where they are. Any information at this point would be much appreciated about operations and logistics, movements, and whatnot. Absolutely. So the temple is here in the docks district, just kind of down the street around the corner and a couple turns down. The murders first began very close to the temple since there were simply some of our healers that disagreed with charging for our services, so they simply went out in the streets to do it um, as protest. And that's when the attack started and then also the murders started. After that, the other healers decided to try to go further out from the temple to kind of get away from the patrols and whatnot. And some got away, but in some cases they were caught or in some cases were even set up. So I believe that Orton is set up in the docks district in this area since this is where our temple is located. It all started taking place five weeks ago. The murders happened, Sister Senna and Father Solomon changed. So we started charging about five weeks ago. Right. And it was about a week after that that some of us protested and decided to do our own thing. And a few days afterwards, the Street Reavers started attacking those that tried to take our healing into our own hands. Are there any like pockets of the city that are sort of known on the underground as places where like healers that are still active would be doing their healing? Like, is that, are there like known places that we should be focusing on? And so she says that it would probably still be closest to the temple or in like the alleyways in the, between the different kind of ramparts next to the temple. So the temple is extremely old um, and it is just kind of like patchwork at this point. And in the alleys surrounding it is probably where they still patrol the most since they know that other disbanded kind of priests and nuns would try to do their work close to their headquarters. So her white schmock, does it have a uh, any identifying symbols on it? Not in this case, no. So she probably got rid of, I mean, it just seems like a plain white. And you can see that it's got some stains on it at this point. But she seems to have removed any identifying brooches or whatnot. And she doesn't wear any jewelry. She's very modest. Does she have any, like, physical indications that she's, like, taken on other people's pain? Like, she's one of those, like, healers. Does she have, like, wrinkled skin or, like, scars? Or does she seem sickly? So she's not. So, again, she's probably, like, a 20-something. And she seems like she's in perfect health. She could have been one of the healers that that operated traditionally in terms of bandages and uh, treating wounds in that regard instead of taking on the burdens herself, right? She'd let the other people take the gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and they, they offered. They offered to do it. That's kind of how it works. Is that the immaculate <laughs> infection? <laughs> immaculate infection. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, God. Just trying to understand this. The oh, you understand it. You get it. <laughs> I need to write the words immaculate infection down because that has to be a thing. <laughs> That's a fucking band name. That's right the name That's of the episode band. now. That's <laughs> band. All right. Well, I think that we can like resolve things with Alma, you know, promise her that we're going to do everything we can and tell her like Dex said to stay safe. And if she doesn't feel safe to let us know and we will take care of this. Yeah. He goes, 
Thank you, agents, and please take care. You too, dude. No, no soup Stay for safe, you, sister. And so she she stands up and just kind of like puts like her hood up over and then goes out the door. And Grom just licks his fingers and then puts out the candle once she leaves. And he turns over and looks at you, Ingus, and goes, "Soup." <laughs> Soup? We're a we're a restaurant. We serve you serve soup. <laughs> she didn't come in here for soup, but it's good soup. Uh, it's I don't know. Well, you, would, you would offer a refreshment first. You're not gonna offer soup yeah. like an entree to begin with. What am I? Some kind of caveman? Was anyone else thinking that had she turned around, she could have seen us? Because I assume the radius of the candle is is. Am I the only one thinking? No, nah, she left. She left before he put out. The I, I know, but but I'm saying I'm saying what if the the candle was still lit? Correct. And we we shot the bar and beat yeah. her up. <laughs> That's a good point. But yeah, so she was able to was leave right. the room, and yeah, she was. Did not it's in the script. Anyone. It's in the script. <laughs> and then, like, if you whatever. turn to page twenty-five, of course. yeah, it's right there. <laughs> The whole thing happened. Yeah. It was right there. Wait, wait, wait. So you guys actually read my script? Oh my god. No. Never. No. <laughs> this is all I've wanted for months. I, I know this is a fantasy game, but like, it's not that kind. Yeah, Daniel turns and he goes, Guys, I got a plan. We're gonna fake a, a street healer type of situation. And we're gonna and we're gonna draw some of these assholes out because she said they only come in like groups of six. And last I counted, there's six of us, which is per- uh, that's exactly the same. Numbers wise, you're correct. I think so too. And so like I think we could totally at least mano a mano beat the hell out of these guys. We have to keep one alive to like torture and interrogate so we know. How oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna dunk his head in some like street trough water until we get some information and stuff. We're gonna dick Cheney this son of a bitch. Yeah, we're gonna medieval swirly this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we could, I mean, we could be very set up in that, like, we have, like, snipers in the sky, right? Oh, 100%. I see that we got two shooters in our crew. We got Dell and we got uh, Ingus. So I figured y'all's, we'll, we'll set you up on, like, a, a rooftop someplace, like, overlooking, like, a, a, a crossroads. And then we'll definitely have deck situated as like the the healer role indeed and then whoever wants to be be the fibber in the sense of like the 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 sick the sick dude can like totally be that person and then we'll have our other fighters on the wayside and like ready to just start engaging so we have range fighters prepare to attack and then let's have like <laughs> let's have like one person run into like a main street being like oh my god my friend is injured can somebody help and then, oh, get him in twos? Yeah. yeah, like do a little performance because I'm a clown. I think that should Oh, happen. we have a rogue. We have a rogue. Yeah, I yes. know. Uh, yeah. Kurt, you got, uh, right? You're, who's a rogue? Uh, Ribbon and Dell. We're, we're, we're both rogues. Well, yeah, but you're going to be sitting. Uh, Dell, I think, should be sh- sitting on a rooftop with the bow because you got a bow, right? You got a bow now, yeah. And, and like, what's your above table? What's your character's dexterity? Like, better uh, than their 12. strength, I assume? Better than their strength, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. So, yeah, so definitely ranged is going to be the way to go for you. And then uh, someone will be like, oh, can you help my friend? Can you help my friend? And then Deck will come up and be like, I can help you. I am a street healer. I am a street <laughs> healer. Of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking that maybe if we're going to split up in, in pairs like this, we have Delana and Ingus overlooking position. We have Riven and Eli uh, in a, a similar situation between, not as far as, as our, our overlook, but 
close enough and it is you and I, Daniel. You be the one sick, I be the healer. As the two of us, we're probably the, the most close range fighters. If we can draw as many of these guys to us, maybe we can catch them off guard and it, it'll give our teammates time to either shoot down on our enemies or get in range so they can attack as well. For the record, I'm much better with a bow than a rapier. Like, a lot better. Totally. If we had, like, I, I mean, everyone can shoot shit if you got it. Like, I don't, that's fine. Um, <laughs> shoot him if you but, got him. <laughs> yeah, shoot him if you got him. So, yeah, so you three can, like, maybe sit up in, like, even different... Uh, maybe the same rooftop would be best, just for the sake of, like, in case one goes down, you guys can help each other up. What are your... I mean, this is, like, a meta question, but what are your guys... Who's got, like, the best performance checks right now? I mean, I have... I have... It's plus three is what I have. I have a plus five. So I should obviously be the star of this production. I mean, yeah. with the orcs, are they stupid? Are they going to even, like, I mean, experience the nuance of a performance? Or <laughs> are they, or they just going to fall into the bear trap? Uh, every performance I have, whether it's to murder somebody or just to entertain an audience, <laughs> it's nuanced. Guaranteed. <laughs> okay. A year, a yeah. year and a I half of clown are training. all about nuance. Although, tactically, it's the most dangerous to have you on the ground, just because... Right. And the best is to have Daniel because he doesn't have to pick up a weapon to start fighting. He <laughs> I have a weapon. weapon to yeah. start fighting. And he's already been injured enough times that it's pretty natural for him to, to know how to react. <laughs> Channel the moment the... the giant hermit crab clamped your ankle in half. It almost did. It was right there. Maybe we should check out this place, you know, find a place. Oh, we're going to scope it out. Yeah. I, got, I made some friends like two seconds ago. Yeah. I'll ask them about like some good spots, some good like totally. ambush points. I'm sure they know what's up. Craig looks shady. <laughs> <laughs> should we have, have a designated kidnapper, someone who comes out and just like nabs one of them, ties them up with a rope. So that'll be the one that we like interrogate or... Should we just kill I think him? I have like stunning palm as a as like a monk thing. Yeah. Um, kill him. Kill him we're, down and see who's left. Yeah. Cool. So we're we're ready to take on a group of up to six of these six of these guys, and we will uh, kidnap and torture one of them until they give us more information. I think we have to torture. We just need to ask questions. Yeah, in a torturous method. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> what's Grom's face look like as we're discussing all this? Is he impressed with us? Or is he? Oh yeah, he's, he's just going behind the bar, and he's like, "All right, this is up. This is up to you, agents. So you're the chosen yes. ones." Before we go, what is the probability of, let's say, what what happens if in, we get Orton? Is the plan if if Orton is one of the men, if we just instead of have the designated torture person, we just murder them? I think he's a kidnap also because he's going to have information yeah. about all information of this about, stuff. Yeah, right. he's a high value target, basically even yeah. more so than, yeah. than the base yeah. Just try not to kill him outright. But if he dies, he dies. No skin off my knuckles, dude. <laughs> but doesn't he only go out with big groups? Like, he would yeah, be big with ones, six people. He, he would be with a lot more. Potentially, yeah, I would say. But it's probably easier to tie up one of his underlings than to the man himself. So, yeah. so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to Grom and ask him, if we manage to capture Orton, should we bring him back here? That would seems like that would be compromising the place. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. no, 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 no. You, you take no. care of your business out there. Do not bring... Yeah. Yeah. High value marks here. And we do not offer yeah. him soup. <laughs> no. <laughs> no that's Apparently we don't offer any soup. We don't offer him soup. I studied clowning for a year and a half. <laughs> so Let's do some kidnapping. This is the education I bring. <laughs> one, one more thing. Does anyone want to go uh, 
talk to this money lender dude. I, f I feel like we should ask oh, him we some will. questions. Oh, we will. 100%. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that we could do like a series of events. Like what I think is a good idea is like we, we hunt down or, or at least get find out where Orton is. We kick his shit in, get information. Then we go back to the uh, clinic spot and be like, yo, here's this dirt that we got on you. And then we start like just smacking them with like evidence and, you know, scrolls and garbage. And then That's we beat point. them up probably too. Just, you know, because that's the way it goes. <laughs> we beat the hell out of them, and then we we bring Sister Alma back in to fucking fix it up or whatever. Let me hit up my boys, see what they got going on uh, in terms of some ideas, and uh, and I'll be right I'll be right back, guys. And, uh, <laughs> and Daniel will walk outside the front doors, hook a left, and then hit that first alley. We'll assume that they're still there gambling. So two of them are hanging out at this point. So you've got Graham and Craig. Cool. Are still there, and they're just. They're just kind of, they're just kind of. Oh, Locke took his winnings because Locke got the gold piece. Oh, he's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his life is different now. I guess so. Out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'll walk up. I'll be like, "Hey, dudes." Oh, hey, Danny. I love that they're already calling him Danny from the jump. Like, I love that yeah. there was like oh, yeah. Daniel and this immediate like Danny, my man. Like it was because my good, friends call me Danny. <laughs> yeah. Does your character actually have good charisma? Uh. It doesn't matter. One gold buys you a lot. These that's days. true. <laughs> it's Christmas it 10. Yeah, that's true. People will respect you for man. money. Yeah, it's Christmas <laughs> 10. So he's got no negatives, he's got no positive. He's very average. But yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, uh, well, uh, dudes, I got I got a question for you. So I've been here around town and there's like some healers that have been getting roughed up and like murdered in the streets and shit. Uh, and I know that they like do it free of charge. So I wasn't sure if you guys, you know, either like been to him before or knew of like some hot spots that they like set up shop at. Oh, you mean those, uh, those, those mercy folks? No, 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 no. Not the ones like at the clinic or whatever. These guys are just like on the streets, you know, like they're just, they're the freelance. Oh, there's different kind of like priests and healers that kind of like run around sometimes okay, i hear they've yeah, been right. i hear they've been getting whacked recently though i saw one get hauled off the other day interesting by those uh what are they called reavers right some freaking goons that call themselves the street reavers they think they're all tough yeah. with their black leather with gold studs they think they look intimidating when they say street reavers i spit on the like a, <laughs> yeah those <laughs> bastards these these streets are ours they just don't know it Hell yeah, brother! I'm I'm with you there. Uh, well, like I've been, to, you know, just where what's about their uh, area of operations? Like they 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 stick closer to the docks, not the reavers, but like the healers. Like you see them, you hear mostly like getting like whacked at the docks or like you know more inner city. They kind of get whacked all over. I mean, there's no real spot in particular. Usually, they're when someone's hurting they'll obviously obviously stay put and then someone kind of goes out and tries to find one they just kind of make the rounds most right. of, most of the time back in the old days a couple months ago we would just go to that to that mercy temple and they would just kind of take care of it for free yeah all right well thanks for the tips guys i'll uh i'll come back to clean you out of your pocketbooks next time <laughs> yeah sure danny <laughs> I know I'm over for two, but like that uh, luck, luck, lady luck is fickle, you know. So I'll, uh, I'll say sayonara, dudes, and then I'll head back to the party in the bar, and I will just let them know. Uh, I'll tell the crew. I'll be like, yeah, they didn't really have a designated area, but if we just start causing a ruckus about being street healers, we're gonna get some baddies to show up. Oh, 
wait, hold on. And I walk back out. I hook a left. I go down to the alley and I say, hey, guys. Back so soon. I know. I just can't stay away from the game. Um, but I, what I really wanted, <laughs> I had another question that I just psh, spaced my mind. You guys know of like some good staging points for ambushes here in town? <laughs> <laughs> Craig comes in a little closer. He goes, he goes, you're going to try to get back at the Reavers? We're going to try to get dastardly, if you know what I mean. So you're looking for some choke points, huh? What do you think, Graham? And so they're kind of like we, talking to each other. I was going to say, like, like, I, I want to be there with them. I would be like, yeah, we need like some positions for some uh, for some ranged snipers. We need some uh, potentially a crowd so that we can have our own fella on the inside ready to start flanking when the time comes. Potentially a nice clear street side for the sense of like, so our rangers don't get any uh, anyone caught in the crossfire. Uh, but definitely like some some busy sidewalk kind of shit. Like you guys got a pier, you know, with like carnival games and like you know that kind of shit going on around here. Carnival games. We got Kevin. No. No. Uh, that's, no I mean, we got that's, a, well, you guys, they got like a, a portside bazaar type of situation. There's a bazaar, but that's all just got like different stands. You wouldn't be able to post up anybody. You'd probably want to go back into where people live and just kind of some of the uh, the shacks that people have built. There's little alleys all over the place. Okay. All right. I can get behind that. And so they kind of describe a place that's like maybe just like a couple like blocks down like one of the main roads uh, from where Grom's Inn is. And he says that there's a there's an alleyway right next to kind of a large blue house. Large blue house. And by large blue house, he means like kind of large blue colored like shanty shack basically like shit shack all right yeah so this isn't a very uh wealthy district but if you go back there there's a whole bunch of shacks that are really closely put together and there's an alleyway right there and it, it goes off of one of like the main drags so you might be able to get some of them to follow you into that alley and then you could ambush them in there and go from there i like the way you think fella all right well, thanks again, dudes. Uh, I promise this time I probably won't be back immediately. But y'all stay safe out there, all right? Just make sure uh, make sure you keep the money in your pocket so I got a chance to win it from you. You know what I'm saying? Graham kind of laughs. He's like, well, I got to get new shoes first. And like, he looks down <laughs> and he's got two bare feet. And, and one of his hands doesn't have a glove on. Hey, that's that's the way the news goes, right? Uh, but again, sayonara, bros. And then I'll <laughs> turn my heel and head back to the bar. It'll be like, okay, guys. <laughs> so for reals this time, I got a I got a spot. Does someone have like a cloak or something like that? Because the thing is, I'm thinking about it. It's like I assume that when the trap is sprung, I'll start fighting, right? I don't really want to take off my armor and be naked, or you know, just have clothes on. I, I prefer to have some like something that sort of gives the illusion of oh, I'm just a random. Oh, rose. I do a disguise you can buy all my sure. big I don't know what's cloak. in there. Probably like a, w- a wig, maybe? What color are the bed sheets upstairs where we sleep? You can just grab a white bed sheet and wrap it around. <laughs> yeah, can we just ask Rom? <laughs> They're an off-white stained with brown. <laughs> Does the inn have a lost and found that just has like some jackets left over or some shit? Like, <laughs> hey, Grom, you guys got like some, like, yeah, some robes or some shit? Uh, No. <laughs> All right, thanks. So I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to try and fucking find the nearest clothing shop. Uh, Deck, you can just borrow mine. All right. Thank you. As, <laughs> as we walk. Yeah, I'll put I'll put it on over my gear right now. Yes, we are. We are making our way to the prime alley right now. 
I'll take my bandana off, but I will put it in a way that it's actually making it look like I have an eye oh, patch. Yeah. So that way I, it looks like I have a wounded eye and I, and I'll be like, Oh man. And Good I'll hold touch. my face when I talk to them. I'll probably follow. So my goal is to, I'll be in the crowd. And then when I see them start filtering in, I'll close the door off on them. And I mean, also, if, if you're a mid distance away, Eli, you can theoretically, you have that range attack, right? So you can like maybe pepper them a little bit and then push forward. So it's like, you can still deal damage no matter what, what range you are, which would be. Well, we'll see. I guess we can see where it happens. I'll be on the ground either way. I can, I mean, if I'm on a, a roof or something, I can still cast sleep down at them. Yeah. You still inspire from the roof. Are you? Can, can you be the fiddler on the roof for us then? <laughs> the pic- that taking it too far. That's taking too far. I, I'm the piccoloist Piccolier? on the roof. The piccoloist <laughs> on the roof. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sequel. Personally, I'm a big fan of your dissonant whispers. Yeah, I like that too. That is a fun spell. I mean, not from the receiving end. That's that's not very. That can be used in like a torture scenario too. You know. <laughs> I love how you guys are so focused on like torture. Like we're supposed to be like the good guys, and like everyone's like, "Of course we're gonna torture them." Like, come on, that's that's there's no question of that. It I mean, is, but we could just ask it's them just... first. I mean, they may tell us what we right. want. Just asking them. <laughs> it's your choice to avoid torture. Yeah, is anybody really good at intimidate? I have a plus one. I have a plus four. Plus three. I got a plus five. I have a plus six. Ooh, oh, Lord. This scary you person here. Terrifying. Nice. Okay. So as you close them off in the alleyway, you'll say some scary ass shit to them. So I, I got a plus five to persuasion, so you can be the bad cop and I'll be the good cop. And Delana can be the boob cop. Just I'll be the boob, boob cop. cop. <laughs> I'll be the boob cop. Yes, the one. We all need I mean, one. Yeah, every party needs one. Uh, so yeah, how long does it take us to get to the destination? It would maybe like 10, 10 or 15 minutes. It's it's like down the road and Graham and Craig kind of explained to Danny kind of where it is. And you guys are, it'll be pretty easy to, to find like the uh, blue house. Is it like a thatched roof or is it like a flat roof that we can duck down on? Or what are we looking at? So as you walk up to it, it looks like it's mostly in this part. It varies kind of by where you're at. In this part, it's mostly um, looks like wooden shingles and it is pitched. And by wooden shingles, it's like just like kind of slabs of wood, some of like old boat parts that are like stacked in together. (laughs) And so some are like longer than others, but some of it's in thatched in parts. But again, it's mostly just like ramshackle. But pitched kind of means that like it's angled in a way that if we're just on the roof, someone can see that we're there. You can see. It. Yes, unless no, you're on the other no, side. No, if you're on the backside. Yeah, if you're down the oh, way. It is where it's, yeah. where and it's pitched on the other this side. way, so you could be behind. So it's pitched with like the slant coming towards the street. So on the map, I've got kind of like a little oh, I love it. drawn alley. I like it a lot. <laughs> Just for some sort of um, <laughs> reference of, yes, where um, where everything is. We just stepped into the first draft of a Dr. Seuss book. Uh, this this map makes my heart happy. This is high school quality. So it is a it is a 10 foot alley that is just totally just dirt. And there's also a donkey lassoed up outside one of the houses. Oh, we are literally going to be ambushing someone in front of where people live. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. These healers get murdered in the streets, dude. Like, whatever. Do we get more experience points if the donkey survives or if he dies? <gasps> just so we, we won't know until the end. Don't kill him. That might unlock an achievement if the donkey stays alive. I'll be, yeah, I'll be sad if that <laughs> donkey dies. Noted. Me too. Just protecting the innocents. Animal lover. 
achievement unlocked. And then so also funny. on the, the main street that your guys are on has like, every once in a while there'll be like a passerby. So it's kind of like a somewhat, not busy street, but there'll be like a person or two that passes by every like minute or so. I want to try and I want to knock on the doors of the place down this alleyway. And I want to tell them like, hey, <laughs> stay inside. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be gang violence out here. I'm sure they all hate the children of chaos. So if you imply that we're killing half orcs, they'll be fine with it. Yeah, there's some. There's gonna be some heavy shit with those chaos guys, and we're gonna. And you don't want to be around for it. Roll persuasion. Oh, okay. Or unless you want to intimidate them into staying in their houses, it's kind of up to you about how you go about it. Yeah, I'd rather persuasion it because I'm not trying to like intimidate them or anything. I'm just trying to actually okay. like be like, yo, like. Okay. Be should we all? It. Should we join in and help you with this? Mm, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I wish you would. Um. Yeah, one person can. I mean, or if someone's better at persuading, Daniel, you can like. Help you can aid someone to give them advantage on their role if someone else. Yeah, I'd love is, to like, aid someone better... to get advantage on their role. I'll go with Daniel. We'll be like two Mormon Mormon boys knocking on the door. Yeah. Have you heard the <laughs> okay. good news of staying yeah. the fuck inside? <laughs> Hello. Uh, please stay the fuck inside. <laughs> We're gonna be murdering some people outside for a bit. Just don't 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 worry about it. The donkey will be fine. Does that give him advantage, or are we both rolling? The one person uh, has advantage, so like one person would be aiding the other, and I'll just say that you'll both kind of just like talk with the person. So whoever has the highest will have advantage, so they'll roll twice and take the better. Does either of you have persuasion? I have five, five for persuasion, so. The clown is like, please stay inside while we murder everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I rolled with my plus five and 19 total. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and Daniel's doing like some real like uh, nonverbal motions, like yeah, like don't fucking. Even if you hear screaming, please stay inside. Yeah. So, Ingus, how are you gonna like kind of present this to people? So, there's like a couple like older folks, and there's a couple like kind of like disgruntled like fishermen that are living there that are a bit younger. First of all, I'm going to crawl up onto Daniel's shoulder to be as like adorable as possible. Yeah, I got like a parrot on my arm. <laughs> I'll be like mage handing, doing some juggling on the side to be entertaining. I'll have the biggest smile possible on my face and be like, hello, as uh, one of your neighbors, something's about to go down in a few minutes and you would be uh, safest and happiest if you didn't come outside no matter what you heard. And have a good day. If you stay inside oh. while I murder my enemies, I'll juggle for you some more. Okay, and the the people between the the old ladies and kind of the younger, even the gruffer guys kind of like look at you and they kind of look at your makeup and your outfit and they're like, okay. <laughs> and they just like slowly like close the door like they, some of them kind of look like mad in the beginning, but your way, you have a very good way with words. Do you hear like the locks and shit like Interesting, yeah, and all the locks yeah. and just pushing the furniture up against the door. And then yeah, yeah. a lot of, a lot of what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a clown outside. <laughs> you can see some people peeking out through the windows. So some of these have like little windows. So you see people kind of. I'll wave some at them. People peeking. Okay. And then they quick, they quickly like shut it as if you didn't see them and then maybe peek mm -hmm. it open a little bit more. But um, it seems like everyone's going to comply. They, they're like, okay. They didn't, they didn't ask any questions either. Sometimes stuff just happens in the alleys. You don't want to argue with a clown that comes door to door. No one asked whose donkey that was, though? You guys didn't ask him about the donkey? Like, whose donkey is that? Oh, should we have told them to pull the donkey inside? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they, I mean, maybe they don't care about donkeys. 
I mean, it's just, it's like roped to a post outside. So, I mean, they're probably going to think if you need to take care of business that the donkey should be fine. <laughs> Donkeys, they build them Ford tough, you know. <laughs> I will throw my life down for that donkey. <laughs> the people that live at the house that has the donkey tied up do not seem overly concerned at all about the donkey. Oh, we're going to bring it back to the full mass later. It's my pet now. Yep, you can... Take care of your business, but they trust that you'll leave the donkey. That the donkey will be okay. <laughs> you can kill whoever you want. Just leave the donkey alone. Hey, just leave our donkey alone. Those are expensive. They cost like twenty gold or something. Like, I think. In high school, I would I would always save a little extra money to spend on an animal of some sort, and it would be dead within of thirty minutes mm. of the first game. <laughs> just, mm, of course. <laughs> animal companions are tough. <laughs> Riv and Shui each pick a side of the alley and climb up a building. Yeah, I'm going to climb up and I'm going to try and disguise myself on the, the thatched rooftop. Kind of blend in a little. Okay, so roll to climb. Does anybody want to give him a boost or something? So we, you, you can't really like grab onto it. So someone would need to give you like a, a boost up to be able to get onto the roof. But it shouldn't be too difficult once you get up there. I'm three feet tall, so my boost won't do much. 18 plus, yeah, I'm climbing up, I, I rolled a 23. Oh God, okay, and so you easily get up on top um of the roof. Should I, should I roll to hide? Yes, roll stealth. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. 15 plus 5, 20. All right, so you are hidden with a 20. I'm going to do the exact same thing, but on the opposite building of him. All right, I'll help him out as well, help him out, so. Okay, and so Deck will boost Ingus up onto the shack that is across the alleyway uh, from where Riven's posted up. All right. And I'm going to do a stealth check to try to hide. I have a plus three to stealth, so 17. Okay, Ooh. and then roll a, um, athletics with advantage, even though Deck gave you a boost. Oh, right, just to get to... my ass up there. Athletics, uh, so it's 14 total. Okay, and that's enough to be able to get onto the side. And as you kind of climb up, like some of the sh some of the shingles actually come out as you're trying uh -huh. to climb up it. But you you find some sturdy ones and get up there. And you are now hidden uh, behind among the roof. The yep. <laughs> Two people. Posted. And I'm gonna I'm gonna poke out from my thatch and go, Ingus, who I shoot, you shoot. Focus fire. Is that something you read about in the gossip columns, Riven? <laughs> <laughs> Always focus fire. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get up on the same side as Riven here, because um, I don't want to accidentally shoot the donkey. That's <laughs> true. I understand. I understand. Uh, Find oh, your crap. own thatch. God. I, I rolled an at one. Well, that's okay, because Deck and I oh, both. Oh God. No, no, no. Because Deck and I both yeah. are helping you up. Wait, Delana, what were you trying to do? Was that a climb? Yeah, you have advantage if they're helping you. So roll another one. Okay. So I get to roll again then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Roll a different. Yep. Yeah. Roll another one. Oh great! Even better. Uh, three plus three six. Just Perfect. Slapping at the wall of the. Oh wait! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like grab some of the shingles, oh, yeah. and the shingles come out of the roof, <laughs> and then you fall back flat on your back. <laughs> and oh, some fuck. of the people fuck. that are a woman comes up to you on the road, and she comes up to people oh, that are no. trying to climb the roof, and they she goes she goes What are you doing? If that's not wow. your house. I'm gonna walk up to her and say, uh, "There's nothing to see here." Official business. <laughs> that's not their I'm house. Not what I'm are not you even doing? Hurt. Like I'm fine and I don't need help. You know. She was in a sex cult. Eli, would you like to intimidate her to mind her own business, or would someone like to persuade her or lie? You guys can go about this how you'd like. Uh, I'm gonna persuade her that I'm totally fine. Okay. 
the thing about Bez Bovis is that it's ravaged with like people addicted to that ricochet drug, which like Kept, it makes she's you on the slumpy, slumpy like heroin at first, and then you go into this like rage or whatever. So people probably just think that the Delana falling off a roof is just that she's high as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all right. Jet- I'll play that angle. <laughs> Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. My trick. Nothing to see here. Roll, this roof is not uh, true concern. Nine plus. My persuasion, a 16. Okay, so it goes over pretty well, but what kind of angle do would do you want to take? I'm on Ricky. How you explain <laughs> like, this? <laughs> like, I'm totally fine. Like, I just, you know, like, uh, I've had a rough morning and like, I forgot to like, take my pills. Don't worry about me. Ah, you know, kind of like, gotta get, my voice gets higher and higher and higher, maybe making her like, you Definitely know, think that you're fucking, I guess, maybe. Uh, you're Rick rolling. Yeah, that I'm like gonna go crazy. She just kind of nods slowly and like backs up a little bit and she goes, you take care. <laughs> and then she just <laughs> saunters quickly, like slowly at first, but then quickly down the road. This is not the Ricky user you're looking for. <laughs> nope. Ain't that the truth. Are Ricky's like pills? Did we ever say how you do Ricky's or do oh, you smoke? You take I a needle know. and you jam it in your eye. How do you want? I think you should you shoot it in your, your eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in your eye. You just like lift your eyelid up and just poke it in there. Yeah. So maybe it's like it's like a pill, but you like rub it between your fingers and you heat it up till it's mushy, and then you shove it in your eye. Ugh, gross. God. <laughs> no! Crazy. no! Maybe you have to like, what if you just, it just needs to like enter a mucus membrane. So like in your yeah. nose, you can yeah. eat it and mm-hmm. eye works. The eye like, just hides the fucking Rub it on your marks, gum. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, that, okay, yeah. So there's different places. Maybe some people like the burn if you rub it in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It gets to your Probably brain like faster. That's for like it's an advanced yeah. user. It's for the really hardcore. And the other ones you, you could actually... The other one you can totally butt shove chug, it in the butt, Ricky's. dude. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you take that shit. Some people you, take yeah. it into poison rats. <laughs> when when Angus was addicted, uh, he preferred to soften it in his fingers and then shove it in his eye because it gets nice. it gets to the brain you're faster. Hardcore. It's Ricky's. Then you're really Rick rolling. Then he's tempted just thinking about it. <laughs> it's bringing back yeah, the memories. Like Ricky's. The, the urges are coming back. Yeah. The Jonesing. Oh. A Ricky, having Jones a Ricky for Ricky's. <laughs> give me the, give me some Ricky's. Just like rubbing his eyes. Oh no! I'll suck a dick for Ricky. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Let's continue on. Okay. okay. <laughs> so funny. That's, oh, okay. Where were we? All right, where were we? I can't make it up this wall, so. <laughs> All right, yeah. So Delana just kind of de- defused a suspicion or somebody oh, that was kind of investigating why people were trying to get boosted onto a roof. And I'm still not on the roof yet. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let's go for round two this time, then. Deck, Deck, bro, help yeah. me out. <laughs> help to this brought up on a roof, and I'm gonna roll it, and I'm gonna just give her double uh, secret advantage. Yeah, I'm with it. Me and Deck will do it this time. I could hide behind uh, the donkey. Just go duck behind the donkey. I can just go be petting the donkey. Yeah. <laughs> totally up to do you. Do that for sure. That's awesome, actually, because there's already two people All on right, the roof. All right, I'm going to go be by the donkey. I think it's okay. better <laughs> there. I'll just okay. be like a random lady on the street a donkey. the donkey. And I'll whip, out, I'll whip out my rapier then, you know, instead. Well, that's quite a ways down the alley, though. You could hide in plain sight on the donkey. So Delana, roll hide to hide behind the donkey. Okay. 
19 plus 3, so 22. Nice. Okay, and then also, so as you start to duck behind the donkey, the donkey does not know you, and st- so it starts to startle, and it goes, <laughs> makes the, the donkey noise. <laughs> Brand so roll handle animal to see if you can oh, keep God. the donkey in place. Oh, yeah. Great four, so I'm totally fucked up this donkey. <laughs> and the donkey kicks you in the head. You try to like crouch behind the donkey and you <sighs> pull out your rapier to prepare for battle and the donkey starts bucking and going or whatever like sounds donkeys <laughs> yeah. make. Maybe we should try the roof again. <laughs> and it's kinda it's kinda startled, but it kinda like stops after a while. But it's after that you're not gonna be able to effectively hide behind the donkey. It does not trust okay. you. I'm also gonna obviously pull out pull out my short bow in anticipation. <laughs> yeah, because I'm kind of creating a ruckus here. This donkey hates me. I don't know if it's gonna happen. So I think we should just try to get you back up on top of the roof. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crawl back down to the edge of the roof and hold my hand down. All right, I'll make it work. All right, roll twice, Delana. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh. 16. Okay, so you're, you are able to find some like sturdier shingles and you're able to get up onto the roof. <laughs> They're gonna like light the roofs on fire and we're gonna be fucked. Nah, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's only they probably won't do it's that. It's only one story. You can jump off of that. Yeah, you can jump and not die. Tuck and roll. You forgot that <laughs> yeah. I jump off the second story. Soft. It's fine. All right, let's set the let's set the scene. Yeah. Let's set the trap too. So what's across the street? Uh, across from the alley. It would be more. Just kind of more houses, more kind of shanties along that side. You're kind of in like a somewhat residential area. Okay, is there like a doorstep or somewhere I can just kind of hang out on for a little bit? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there'd be kind of like a doorstep, which would just be kind of like a some gravel that's kind of piled up, just kind of leading into a doorway. Is there one right directly across from the alley? We well, gotta draw it out for you. You're yeah, for you're definitely. forcing him to doodle more, Sam. I know, right? My great doodles. <laughs> Hang out right here, just outside. We didn't warn those people. Nah, we didn't. Fuck those guys. Yeah, who cares? Whatever. <laughs> they can call Survival the cops. Uh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just knock gently and tell them to stay inside. Psst. Don't come outside. <laughs> <laughs> and no one seems to be home at that address. Let's just go in and eat their food. I am hungry. <laughs> they're, they're busy with their Rickies. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, out, they're out buying Rickies, shoving them in their eye. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. So, uh, I guess it's time to put on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, how would you like to set this up? I'm gonna run down the street, down to the to the southern position of the street. Before they do all this, as the resident performer, I want to yell down at them to uh, channel real experiences from your past and let those emotions come back. <laughs> and then I'm gonna duck back to hiding. Whatever you say, dude. And then I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna go down to the southern point of the street. I mean, can't you inspire these guys and make their performance oh, better? Totally. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a. Good oh, idea. unless you want to do like a little improvisational workshop before we start. I'm going to give one inspiration to each of you. Well, that's generous. Daniel, you remind me of a great actor I once knew named Flobgald McGee, Ugh. and he once did a routine so funny and poignant at the same time that I cried and laughed for weeks. May you perform as naturally as he. Cool. And then Deck, uh, you know, you're tall <laughs> and, you know, that goes a long way in the entertainment industry. Good luck to you. <laughs> I'm going to kind of like, I'm going to like furrow my brows and be like, thank, thank you, Ingus, thank you. And I'm not going to walk off after uh, Daniel. Uh, so now you <laughs> each get a 1d6 to add to whatever 
20-sided roll you want, essentially, in the next Sweet. 10 minutes. And just to let you know, Jake, Flopgold McGee is going to, so canon. that reference will be coming up at some point in time later. So that is now can- that is now canon in the lore. One of the one of the best actors in all of Havathax is Flabgold McGee. He's well known for making you laugh and cry for days on end. So like in the terms <laughs> of the plan, I, I go up to Deck and I'm like, oh, all right, Deck, I'm going to run down to the end of the street. I'm going to turn a corner. I'm going to try and like dip in an alley or whatever. And then I'm going to start uh, screaming at the top of my lungs uh, how much in pain I am and how much of a need of a healer I am at little to no cost. And then I'll, and then we'll, we'll just start, you know, we'll play off of each other. <laughs> if you Improvise. Catch my <laughs> now that I know they're going to improvise a little bit, I'm going to scream, yes, and, yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> and then yes, I'll go back to oh, hiding yes, and stay yeah. there this time. We're really sneaky. But I was going to say, you guys are great at stealth. This is amazing. Okay. When I see that a uh, deck is, uh, I, that I lose visual on deck and that, and I'll wait a couple of beats. And then I'll start screaming. Ow! Ooh, the pain! <laughs> oh my god, my body's in shambles! And I'll just be screaming to the heavens like, uh, if only there was a little to no cost healer around! And, uh, and I'll just, con- ah! I'll even, I'll get, I'll fall upon the ground, uh, with, on my knees and I'll brace myself with one hand and I'll, ah, the paint. Oh, and my, my bandana is already, I've positioned it already, as we've noted before, over my eye and I'll hold with my other hand over my face. I'll say, the paint's excruciating, radiating from the facial region. And I'll, ah! <laughs> Roll a performance. Oh no! To see how, how <laughs> I, hope, I hope I do really well. Don't don't see forget your off. inspiration. I got a nineteen. I ain't gonna fucking waste that inspiration yet. Okay, and then a couple people come out from the street and they go, "Great, Havgar, this man needs help. Someone get help!" And so like some yes. people go like running down the other sides of the street to go find help. And one lady comes by and goes, "You poor boy." I am. <sighs> We didn't calculate the bystanders. Oh, God. So poor <laughs> and wounded. So one kind of more kind of maybe middle-aged woman comes up and she goes, she goes, where does it hurt? What happened? Everywhere. <laughs> e- ev- everywhere? The pain. <laughs> ah. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, I should have coached you more. <laughs> I rolled a nineteen. She's just buying it. That's 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 pretty that's pretty good. Okay, and then well, so everyone deck, in Havifax believes you now. <laughs> yeah. Should. Were you so deck? Were you gonna make a heroic? Yeah, I'm entrance. I'm gonna kind of uh, come back down the alley from pretty much back towards towards Daniel, and I'm gonna kind of be drawn to the crowd. You know, hear the noises, and I'm gonna kind of walk up and I have my hood on the, the borrowed cloak and whatnot. I'm gonna kind of pull the hood back and be like. Someone need healing? I can assist in whatever way possible. It is me. <laughs> and there's like one, like that one, like motherly lady is like down and has like Daniel like in her arms, and she goes, "Please <laughs> help this poor boy." I'm dead weight in her arms, and I'm like, "The pain." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what's wrong. He says it hurts everywhere. <laughs> it does! <laughs> Thank you, man. I'll do what I can. I'm going to kind of like go to one knee and kind of roll back the borrowed cloak sleeves and, and look at Daniel and be like, where where does it hurt, friend? Where can I help? And I'm going to kind of hold out my hands, kind of like the healing kind of motion yeah. and whatnot. Heal as loudly as possible. Yeah, and I, I will, uh, Daniel, uh, will be like, it hurts here, and he just kind of points everywhere, <laughs> but, like, not only does he do that, like, he has his eyes, like, 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 really, like, closed shut tight, but then he opens one, <laughs> at, like, looking at, uh, deck, and then he, like, like, raises his eyebrows a little bit. Ah, I understand, thank you, I'm gonna, um, I'm and gonna- he goes back to, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And then whatever Deck wants to do with with my with my soft supple body is what happens. I'm gonna kind of turn around and like clasp my hands and be like, Vaxelroth, guide my hands. Let me heal this young one, so full of life and 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 vitriol. No, not vitriol, but so full of life <laughs> so full and of spirit. Muses. Give give my hands the the power to heal. And I'm gonna so I'm gonna do a performance check for. Uh... Okay, with advantage because that was. Very good. Angus is shedding a tear. He's moved by this performance. Yes. Okay. I got a second one. I got a 20. So. Hell yeah. Total 20. So. Nat, nat 20 or? Uh, 17 plus three. So. Okay. Gotcha. So still an unbelievably heartwarming. That, that enthralling performance. Yeah. You guys have got this crowd like they're in awe. And so the crowd like kind of like backs off and there's probably like maybe like, I mean, eight people at this point. And, you know, as you're kind of like explaining and kind of saying about kind of doing a prayer, you hear like a couple people go off. They're like, they're, I don't think they're supposed to do that. And like people in first are at, at awe, but now are getting kind of worried. And you kind of hear a gruffer voice come from down the street to the north. And you kind of hear like the, the clinking of, of metal against metal. And you hear a gruff voice that go, hey, what's going on down there? As you see three people, looks like two kind of heavier set males that have blue cloaks on that the children of chaos are known to all wear and then they also do have um black leather with uh golden studs inlaid on kind of like the inside as their armor there's two half-orc males that come up and you can see that there's what looks like an elven female behind them that has like a a bow out the two larger guys you can see one guy has a great axe in one of his hands and the other guy has this enormous hammer and they they point down they point a deck and they go, you, you know that there's not supposed to be street healing out here. How can you do this? This man is clearly in pain. And and you, you bastards and your cursed organization, I don't give a shit about you. I'm going to heal this man whether you care about it or not. You can, you can try and stop me if you want, but I will not let this man die because of your arbitrary rules. The commitment. Uh- and Daniel comes up with a sick uppercut and whoever <laughs> is nearest to him. Gets a fucking mouthful of fist if, if if it's allowed by the DM to do a nice little sucker punch on are, one of these bastards. Are they close enough to do that? I mean, they're they're like they're like right up against you. So if you want to, I mean, surprise around, yeah, because it's a fist. Yeah, so. that's what's happening. Oh, they are right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Daniel, since like you did such a good job of your performance, they weren't expecting it from I you. Figured. So they thought deck might. So I'll give you a a surprise round on that because they thought that you were injured. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 15 plus 3 plus 2, so 20. Okay, that should hit. Um, wait, because if you're attacking from prone, 
Uh, disadvantage to to attack rolls. Oh, Would they be flat footed though? Even though I'm very dexterous, they don't have flat footed in fifth. Uh, so then instead, that is a sixteen. Okay, and that still hits. Would you like to punch the one with the hammer, or the one with the great axe? Uh, who is Deck talking to? <laughs> Deck's talking to the one with the hammer. Yeah, I'll fucking like stop him dead in his tracks with his with his chatting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll and I'll throw that fucking that punch for a wicked seven, and then I'm gonna follow up to another attack with martial arts, and um and I'm going to punch the other guy. Like I'm gonna oh, uppercut one, axe. and I'll be yeah, and I'll be up on my feet, I guess at that point. Oh, use the momentum. Do, of the other, I the don't. Yeah. Thing. Oh, I can't do that. Devin's not allowed. That's a strange physics. No, no, because you get no, because you get a surprise round, so you have an entire round. So yes, you can. Cool. Then I will. Uh, I'll launch myself up with that punch, <laughs> and then I'll spin and I'll throw a bow, like an elbow, basically doing a Shoryuken, uh from the ground up, and spinning and, and throwing a bow at the guy's nose, if I can get a chance to. So, oops, oh, oh, oh. ooh, that's a five, but I'm gonna use inspiration, I'm gonna use inspiration. There we go. Uh, okay, so that is a that's a sixteen total again. Absolutely. So that hits. And that's to the guy with the great axe, right? So that's the other guy. Yeah. That gets the elbow. Yeah, the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Just, All right, and I the just elbow. Spread the love. Goes right, right across the face. Key. Uh, that one was only for five points of damage, though. Okay, and you kind of you knock some teeth out of his mouth with your elbow as you are now standing right in front of him, and they're both very surprised Fuck that you. you were not horribly injured. <laughs> and then with that. Initiative. Oh, yes. Okay. And then we'll start from the top. So, Delana. Uh, eight. Daniel? Uh, le- 12. 12. 12. Deck? 10. Eli? Four. Ooh. Ingus? I rolled a 20. Wow. <laughs> Perfect, actually. Oh, you oh you rolled a 12. Okay, no, so no, 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 no. It's an 18 plus oh, 2. Oh, so it's... Okay, I see. 20 total. Okay, and then uh, Riven. 21. Wow. Perfect. Now that'll mm. be perfect. We go back, so it's going to be Riven Ingus, the guy with the hammer, Danny, <laughs> the one, the elven woman with a bow that's behind the two big half-orc guys, Deck Delana, Great Axe guy, and then Eli. So, Riven, start us off. The fight has begun, and the peasants scatter. Okay, I'm going to shoot at the guy with the great hammer. Do I get advantage because he's in combat or no? No, you just get sneak attack. That is a 10 plus 6 is 16. So that hits. Yep, so that easily sinks through the leather and into his back. Into my war chest. 1d6 plus 2 plus 1d6 is 4 plus 4 is 8 damage. And the arrow goes all the way down to the feathers into his back. Damn. Huzzah! And he's looking very, very weak and is having a hard time holding up the hammer, but it's still standing. And he's the one who's in front of me, right? Yeah. (laughs) No, that'd be the one probably closest, probably the closest to Daniel. Yeah. Okay. Because that was the guy that Daniel attacked first. No, the one that I attacked first was the one that was talking to Deck, whoever was in front, whoever was talking to Deck. Okay, so that, okay, that would be the one. Okay, that's right. Okay, got it. So it goes down to Ingus. So I see the arrow go into the guy's back without a second's hesitation. That's who I'm aiming for, and I unleash an arrow of my own. 
roll for it. 18 plus 4, so a 22. Oh, Damn. easily right in the chest. And I roll a 3 plus 2, so 5. I still cannot believe that 5th edition gives you dexterity bonus on damage all the time. It's ranged is like almost fucking crazy. Is arguably OP. crazy. You needed feats for that shit before and like level yeah, requirements and stuff. It's, it's gnarly. Back in my day, uphill backwards both ways <laughs> yeah. snow. His Thacko versus my AC. Yeah, we, right. needed, we needed mighty longbows for our bonus. Dude, Dude Thacko. Um, back in oh, my man. day. Yeah, Thacko. Yeah, those were the days <laughs> for when the kids at home. class was good. You wanted that shit. <laughs> yeah. So that arrow sinks in about halfway into his chest, and he's still barely standing. Wow. Jeez. But he's still there, and what a just still clinging on to life, he goes, you little bastard, and he's going to try to <laughs> crush you with his large hammer. Crush who? Crush. Daniel. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, okay. <laughs> For punching him in the face. And so, Daniel, what is your armor class? <laughs> it's a 15. Okay, and the hammer comes down and oh, lands. Oh, no. That's right. Literally Squirly probably right, right, right to the side. I actually need to heal him, then. Like, <laughs> actually heal him. Yeah. Real no more full healing for you. So, Danny, as the the hammer comes down like right on the side, so right on the side, and crunches through your collarbone and parts of your neck, take eleven damage. Oh my Jesus. god! Two handed. It's a two handed maul just coming down and oh crushing god. the side. Ouchie! All right, yeah. Uh, can I like uh, and then like try and slough it off but it obviously hurt really like I try to fucking flex that yeah it's your like, shoulders oh. not working uh, right remember uh. remember this pain for another performance <sighs> that fucking hurt bad yeah, <laughs> god yes. damn so and then Daniel it's now your turn oh thank god I'm gonna punch that guy <laughs> <laughs> with, with, your, with, with the arm, arm that's not mushed yeah, you can just like slap him. Yeah, what I'll do is, is while while he still has that uh, shit on my shoulder, I'll throw it up. But with that momentum of me trying to throw that shit up, I'll sp I'll do a spin kick, cool little spin kick, and do him. Uh, ooh, except that's a two. So instead, I'm going to <laughs> Not roll a, a very different cool dice. Yeah, I know. Um, so instead, I'm gonna do uh, that spin kick missed, and then I'll as I continue rotating, I'll drop another bow into him. Uh, and uh, my my right elbow into him, yeah. and I'll try and drill it into him. Uh, okay. Oh, I don't think that's gonna do it. I think it's only a thirteen. Nope, that hits. Wow, really? Okay. Yep. So that goes through the leather. So yep, he's. It doesn't give very good protection, and he's not overly good at getting out of the way. He doesn't really yeah. try to get out of the way at all. Uh, for a tasty five points of damage. So he's probably not the one we'll be interrogating. Later. And that was with no. an elbow, right? Sure was, yeah. Like, I, I was basically going with my back towards him and just fucking taking my whole weight and dropping my elbow into, like, his chest or into his, uh, like, collarbone kind of area. His upper body. Okay, so the spin kick missed, but then with the elbow goes right into his collarbone, and with that, it's just enough to make him collapse onto the floor. So okay. he is out of combat. AKA dead. Cool, then I will stand my ground wearily. Okay. <laughs> One shoulder is just like... You got, yeah, you got your revenge, but your shoulder really hurts. Oh, <laughs> It really hurts. Okay. And so the girl that has... The woman that has the bow is going to take a little bit of a step back and is going to try to fire up at Riven on the oh, rooftop. Since she saw the bow or the arrow come out 
from there. So she's gonna pop a shot at you, Riven. Riven, what's your armor class? Sixteen. I have the high ground. That's true. <laughs> you do have the high ground. Does that matter? I think that gives you bo- I think it gives you a bonus in like melee. Oh. So jump down at her yeah. with a sword next time. <laughs> and the arrow hits its mark. No. It does get you in the in the gut. Take five damage from a short bow arrow. No. No. And then deck. Okay. Um. Let's see. Yeah, murder this man in front of us. Holy shit. Let's see though, because I don't. I don't. I'm not armed at the moment. And it would take. What would I? What action would that take for me to arm myself with my my mace to pull it out? You can pull it out with the attack. Oh. <laughs> so if you attack as well, like it just come. So you can pull it out and attack. It's like a part of the attack. Uh, I rolled a fourteen to hit with the mace. Absolutely, that lands. Hell yeah! Crunch. Crunch. Damn, and I got seven points of damage. All right, nice. And you sweep across, and you can feel some ribs crunch from under your blow as it goes as it goes right through the leather. Damn, nice. So I kind of imagined that I was kind of like crouched over Daniel, or maybe had stood up or whatever. But I kind of like with backhand, you know, like yeah, like oh, with one swell move. Crunch, yeah. yep, so some ribs. Good old samurai in. slash. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then like a little bit of like blood comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Anime style. Punch <laughs> it, yeah. <gasps> and then pfft. Yeah. Yeah, the blood That's if it was splatter. Slash, yeah. <laughs> if you had a katana, yeah, you'd cut him in half and then just like stop. And then he slides in half. <laughs> if only Dakota was here, Henry. If yeah, only Dakota he goes, was here. Oh, oh, no And then like his Noni. head just slides off. <laughs> yeah. How awesome would it be to be like sponsored by Taco Bell? And then ev- every time Deck crunches somebody with his mace, would be like, this crunch moment brought to you by Crunch Prep Supreme, only at Taco Bell. <laughs> you know what's really crunchy? And then there'd be a spell called Baja Blast. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah, that would be no, that would just, every single time Eli sends Eldritch Blast, but we go, better. Baja Blast. <laughs> it's a blue colored. Oh my God. Yeah. It's blue. T- Much tastier. Mm. Yeah, it's much it's more refreshing, refreshing than an Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Find it only at Taco Bell. <laughs> Eldritch Blast. What if that was like a soda? Oh my god, man. There <laughs> needs to be a soda Blast. in this universe. It probably tastes like a monster. It, it, yeah, it just tastes yeah. like it tastes like evil. For some reason, okay. I pictured that it tasted like old books. <laughs> it tastes like old books? <laughs> you fucking cough and a tentacle comes out and you go, ugh. You fucking slip that shit right back in. That's messed up, dude. That's messed up. All right, so after deck, uh, Delana. So you were on a rooftop next to the one that Riven is on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to shoot at the other brute guy or whatever. Obviously, we're going to try yeah. to, you know, take take this bitch alive. Uh, Hell yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to use my short bow. Okay, so 16. Total. And yep, so that lands. Sweet. Because right into his side and you would get sneak attack for that because he's in combat oh, with yeah. your other allies with, so he doesn't see it coming feet of the other folks yeah right nice oh so it's two 1d6 then right yep plus your dex modifier uh-huh five and five and then you'll add Ooh. your dexterity oh, modifier he's gonna murder us dude uh, oh he's one. dead so 11 uh-huh all right so the arrow from delano so delano you Shoot through him, it hits him right in the ribs. It passes through him completely and oh, then digs God. into the floor right at the right at the foot of deck. And <laughs> nice. he just okay. crumbles 
lifeless after that. Nice. Wow. Cool. But the arrow passed right. completely through, and we're just left with uh, the female archer in the back. Um, who's gonna, who's goes, gonna intimidate? Who's gonna intimidate? Yeah, so Eli, it's your turn. Good, he's the intimidator. Let's see here. We gotta inflict some damage. Doesn't kill him. <laughs> oh, you got, yeah, you gotta do this Pokemon style, right? If you gotta catch him, you gotta beat him up a little bit. Okay, uh, I'm gonna cast Hexblade Curse as a bonus action, and then... Gonna give her a Baja Blast. <laughs> the Baja Blast. I'm a warlock of flavor. There's been a lot of Baja Blasting going on at the full mast as well. <laughs> oh, God. Especially on the day of coming. Oi. I mean, like, it's a, what a festive holiday to get blasted. Uh, actually, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to actually cast Hex instead as a bonus action. You choose one ability when you cast a spell. Target has disadvantage on ability checks made with this chosen ability. And then I'm going to choose... What is the opposing check for intimidation? I think with that, there's... Either there's wisdom or charisma. So I guess wisdom will probably be my, my choice. What is the... Does the spell say anything specific like... Uh, or do you have a spell save uh, difficulty check? Mm-mm. Not for this. I don't know how this game works anymore. You get you get dex bonuses <laughs> yeah. with arrows every time. I don't. You fucking get whatever know. you want, whenever you want. It's just, yeah, hex is just casted. But I'm just saying, if later on I'm trying to intimidate, if if there's a, I see what you mean. You're you're just trying to set it up. There's, yeah. There's not a resistance, but I'll give you advantage to your intimidate check. All right. Okay. If you we'll, if we'll you hex them All for right. intimidate, because I don't think they roll an opposing thing. It's just kind of a DC set. And then we will actually Eldritch Blast and hopefully not kill this person. But just enough to... Um, it's a little scary. scary little blast. You're just shooting across the bow and hopefully taking the chunk out while you're yeah. doing it, you know? So we will roll for a hit ball. DC here. Mm-hmm. Give it a go. 16. And that that lands. And so what does your Eldritch Blast look like again, Eli, as it comes out? Oh, it's it's not very visible. It just looks like... It's blue, blue like and disturbance carbonated. in the air, like something, something just moving through the air. Okay. You don't, you don't see a projectile a or anything, wave. but it's like the, the trail. Yeah, the wave disturbance yeah. in the in the air. Okay. No, and it it lands, and so All she right. kind of sees it coming and tries to dodge, but not fast enough. Roll for damage. Hopefully, it didn't kill her with a fourteen. How? It's a damage. How did you roll a fourteen? Because I rolled a ten on that one. <laughs> The one time we don't want the highest numbers, we get them. It's, damn. Well, Hen, or, uh, yeah. Jack, Jack, you are a healer. Barely... You might have the healer. Yeah, we'll we'll healer. Her so she's still standing, but barely. And, she has okay. one hit point left. I was about oh, to say, is it 15? Honestly, is it 15? I, I would like to, uh, with that, though, uh, she's also pushed back 10 feet away from me. Oh, you have the push thing. Yeah, so she might get slammed into that wall, but that's oh, not my that, problem. So, <laughs> we'll let God sort him out. She would it would probably be like close, she would slump up right against the wall, but I would say at that angle not enough to do damage, but she'd be slapped up against the building. Do I get a chance to say one thing to her? Yep, she is still conscious. Am, am I able to try and intimidate and say you best just stay down? So, yeah, I'll let you do that. Usually like I think using a skill in combat usually takes like an action, but since that's like a verbal one, yeah, I'll let you do it because it's like a verbal thing. So like that's yeah. Um, so roll intimidation, and then you you'll have advantage to intimidate. Ah, nat twenty on the on the second roll. Okay, so 
What, whatever you say, it is going to be incredibly intimidating. Both of her partners are dead. She is on death's door. Does she poop what herself? What do you say to intimidate? Uh, she's going to get darn close. Roll for poop. I'm telling her to to stay down. Well, there's more of where that came from. Brought to you by Baja Blast. Baja <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> so she so she drops the bow, drops to her knees and weakly puts up her hands and just just says I yield and you can see that like her hands are trembling. Someone tie that bitch okay. up. I say that yeah. <laughs> in a respectful way. From the from the tie that bitch up. Hey, tie that bitch up. Oh wait, I have rope. I, I, I guess I can go do that now. Yeah, I'll, I'll saunter up with Eli. <laughs> Roll for BDSM. And I'll like, and I'll brush, <laughs> I'll fucking brush the blood off of my elbows because that's apparently the only thing I really made contact with. And I'll, uh, and I'll walk up with Eli. Well, yeah, it was all elbows. Then <laughs> you see that like some of the people, some of the townsfolk that kind of like moved away are like whispering to each other of like they took out some of the guards. Whoa, like they're not. They're kind of like amazed and surprised that somebody fought back. Can I cast sleep on her just to make sure that she's just out? You can. Did anybody want to like tie her up first? I mean, she's yielded. So what would the party like to do first? I suppose. Deck, did you have? Yes, I, I would first like to use cure wounds on uh, Daniel. Oh, I guess I'm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. How many hit points did you have left, Daniel? Uh, I have four. Yeah, four? Okay, yeah, the, those hammers hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really rolled, do. He rolled really well on that hammer. So I, I, I healed. Uh, I rolled got a six plus two, so I healed uh, Daniel for for eight hit points. I'm gonna, I'm gonna imagine that we're trying to like kind of try and stitch up your your wounded shoulders, not perfectly, but as best I can. So cool. I'm at uh, nice and. Tasty I'm gonna draw tool. my rapier and jump down from the roof. And go, ha ha, submit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're gonna jump you're gonna jump off the roof? Yeah. Roll acrobatics. See if you can stick the landing. One by one, all stick the men, the all the men in this group are gonna go up to her and just tell her it's to a submit. five total. <laughs> Did you yes. say a five? Yeah. Oh, God. Five. So you just like you your feet hit and you go, ah, and then you just basically your whole body just slapped <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> from the ground, I go submit, <laughs> and you just collapse on the ground. I like this ribbon guy; he's pretty fucking great. <laughs> Take five damage from a one-story fall. <laughs> what? Five it's, damage? Every, every ten feet is supposed to be one d six. Holy shit! That did more damage than the battle did. <laughs> so it, if you stuck the landing, you probably could have done it. But that is so funny. Sorry, deck. Yes, I, I, I think once I, I help. Heal Daniel, get him back to his feet. I'm gonna walk over to the archer and be like, I'm gonna use my healing word and I'm gonna say to her, like, relax, like, just you're not gonna die right now. And I'm gonna use healing words so I'm gonna heal her for three hit points so she doesn't bleed out. So, yeah, I'm, wh while he's doing that, I'm polishing up my elbows. <laughs> and so she looks up at you, Dick, and she doesn't say anything, but she kind of looks surprised. Like, she's surprised that she's not being basically executed on the spot. So, she did not expect mercy. Did you say she was an elf or she's a half-orc? So she has the pointed ears. So deck upon closer inspection, you would see that she's probably ha a half-blooded elf. Half, mm. okay. So she's about a half-elf. Interesting. 
is it like half elf and half orc? It's never described. It's never described. It's always just half elf. Yeah, yeah, I know. They always like they never have like half dwarf, half elf. A anything bangs an elf, half elf. That's what <laughs> happens. Elf. Doesn't That's, matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter what happens. Half elf. That's how it works. I I don't. I ain't mother nature. I ain't mother nature. <laughs> so so deck just healed her. I'm gonna just climb down uh, gently and not uh, like an idiot. Oh sure. <laughs> I'll just say that you you're able to climb down. You you take your time. I mean, if you're not a showman, I guess you can do that. Like whatever. <laughs> I am a showman. I, I'm gonna also <laughs> climb down, not like an idiot. There you go. Maybe and maybe go check on the donkey. Check on that poor okay. donkey. Well, the donkey is like down the alleyway a good deal, so the donkey is good because nobody was too close. No one so. was fucking yeah. the donkey. Good. good. The I just the like take a peek and just make sure though he's okay. Okay, yeah, donkey's munching on some hay, so he seems cool. I'm gonna use second wind to heal the damage I got from jumping off the roof like an idiot. Is there any loot on these uh, dead orcs, dead half orcs? Yeah. So I mean, so each one of them is gonna have like that blue uh, Children of Chaos cloak. On them, they all—they're all gonna have that studded leather that has that kind of decorated, like golden studding. One had a great axe, one had a maul, and all together they've got thirty-nine gold pieces across the two of them. We should definitely take like their uniform. I think that could be like yeah, useful. Yeah, we you should. That, that'll become useful later. Ooh, ooh, can can I make a suggestion for that just for a moment? Can we instead drape those fucking uh, robes of theirs, those blue capes or whatever, over them like they're like cadaver uh tarps or whatever just to like really sh fucking show a message. Send a message just like lay those fuckers in the street and show that and then drape them over with that that blue shit just to be like fuck that shit like guess like there's a new sheriff in town <laughs> take a dagger and just like scrape into their forehead the words the tides are turning or something like that unnecessary we'll strip them with the armor like that shit got had gold studs in it like we'll make a, we'll make bank off of that but like we'll de like i think at least they're like cloaks or whatever we can steal this bitch's cloak sorry this respectable woman of the of, of the town we don't know she's respected uh but we'll like <laughs> no. we'll, we'll, we'll take her cloak yeah we can obviously we'll have her clothes i i say we throw the cloaks on these guys like they're like as a message be like yo like suck my ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has anybody taken the time to actually restrain the elf woman? Yeah, we uh, we did that. She's not gonna fight back. Where are we gonna take her? Yeah, that's the. Well, that's what we gotta find out. And note that you are in public on like a fairly busy street. Yeah. So like people are watching, but you can hear some people from like down the side. One, you hear one scream from the back goes "Thank you" as people just kind of watch but there's many observers can we get a is there a way to like roll and get a sense of like in general is the crowd happy that we did this yeah they clapping they're, and jumping they're the surprised streets. there's some people that are clapping most people look surprised some look scared and like some they're surprised that like somebody fought back and you won I guess, but no one's really ever, at least most people are not really ever sad to see some of these guys go down. The way they enforce their justice is usually never kindly or actually justice. Obviously, Ingus wants to, you know, win over the crowd and make sure that the crowd loves this. So the idea of like doing something to these dead bodies to like prove a point sounds interesting to me. Uh, yeah, I'm not really playing that part. <laughs> uh, it's so weird. Yeah, I just want to drape the capes over them. 
And like, and that's, and maybe, maybe spit on him. Like, I'll spit on him, I guess. Give him a spit, dra- drape the capes, and then we'll take the lady and go. Give him a spit, drape the capes, and let's get going. <laughs> Time to kick rocks, gents. That's how that's how we roll. We spit, we spit on and drape the cakes, and we're good to go. We fucking roll out, Autobots roll out style. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the motto of the yeah. branded hands. Write it in the handbook. It's in the handbook. Well, Daniel, go ahead and desecrate while we discuss where we want to <laughs> take, yeah. take this lady to. To torture and interview. <clears throat> Did you guys decide where you wanted to take her, or how you guys are gonna exit? Would it be inappropriate if we took her to the uh, clinic? I mean, you could, but the thing is, they're char- they're charging for it, and they don't let people in unless you pay. But someone that's injured from the whatever the enforcers might be able to get entry much easier than than not. Yeah, that's a freaking power move. It's like, here's the people who are blackmailing you. How else why are they blackmailing you? Yeah, that's my thought. We could do a charm person and then have her get us into the clinic. Oh. Or the, the security guard, right? Well, we could also charm that person, the, the clinic Yeah. security dude. Uh, as, as far as I remember, we were using this lady to get to Orton. Orton, right. Um, so, yeah, it's like, whoa, the murder clouded my thought. I forgot about Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I, we should probably ask her, like, at least one question before we're like, here, be live bait. And just yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if we need a if we need a safe and secluded spot, like I know a pretty good place where like uh, street gambling takes place. Oh at, yeah. You know? um, yeah. Oh yeah. It, it may or may not yeah, be right next. It, it may or may not be the alleyway of our inn, but <laughs> <laughs> I know of a place. As long as uh, Grom doesn't know we were that close, it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's right around right. the corner. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I know how dark this is going to sound, but do we have a way to make sure she doesn't scream for help? Uh, yeah, I'll take my <laughs> bandana off and I'll fucking gag her. Well, and it's in the middle of the day, so how are you going to, like, transport her? I could, I could just charm person her and she'll just walk with us where we were going, right? Like, there's a door ten feet to her left, and let's just walk over there and kick the door in and just... Take that house up. Well, yeah, I think she also realizes we can kill her immediately. Well, in the sense of whose houses are potentially vacant, the one that Eli knocked at the first time. I love it. I uh, love at, that. At, right across the way. Yeah, it was essentially empty. So we can definitely bust that shit down or, or open it nicely. We have rogues. Uh, we'll pick the locks. I was going to say, I have sleight of hand, too, like, if it needs to get done. We don't have to break everything. <laughs> These fists were made for breaking, dude. <laughs> To bring someone in and torture them. We should pretend it's our home, though. What if, first of all, what if somebody in this crowd lives there or knows the person who lives there, and we're just yeah, walking that's, in? That's, hey, this anyone's house? How far are we from the the clinic? That's that's why I'm thinking that's still a good idea because if we can get in, there's gonna be plenty of screaming people from injuries and stuff. That one more person. Causing ruckus is not going to make a difference. So from where the temple is, you're pretty much, it's like on the opposite side of the district. So it's pretty far away. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather deal with getting the information about Orton first, and before we even deal with the clinic. Because I think the clinic is, a, to be honest and above table talk, a pretty good staging point for a sick-ass boss fight. I'm going to cast Charm Person on her, so at very least we can have her on her side, and we're not like walking through town with a ro- roped-up woman. Ingus, before you do that, since you guys are hostile to her, since you were fighting, she she will she get, advantage get advantage on her save. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. 
Do you still want to do that? You can. Wait, what's the what's the resistance to charm? If she gets a save, what is the what's the it's wisdom? She gets? It's wisdom. I think it's a wisdom. So you it counteracts is just a regular roll, then, right? She would get this. Well, if she gets disadvantage and advantage, so then that it cancels out. It cancels out. Yeah. I've also cast zero spells this entire game, so I'm. It's okay just to waste it if it gets wasted. All right, I'm gonna cast Charm Person on her. All right. I have a, a fake daisy that I carry around with me, so I'm going to basically go up to her and offer her the fake daisy, and as I offer it to her, I cast the Charm Person spell. Okay, and she looks at the daisy, and you can see that her eyes are like really like narrowed and kind of scared, and her face just suddenly kind of lightens up, and she looks at you, and she goes, Oh, hey, Angus, why am I tied up? Uh, wow. Well, we were... <laughs> playing a trick on you funny thing do you have a do you have a home near here a home yeah it's like right it's like right down the street why oh we would just love to come over for lunch and ask you a few questions like to come over for, i don't know if the others would like that oh you live with, I some other... live with a bunch yeah. of others yeah yeah well do you have a favorite private place where we can go talk this sounds really this is a clown asking these questions this sounds really fucking creepy <laughs> <laughs> i'll i'll on tyler while you're trying to talk to yeah 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 she goes, I don't know, we could probably just, like, find a place, like, between a couple buildings or something, like... Yeah, Daniel's like, don't worry, guys, I got this one here! And it's gonna go to that house that Eli was at, and he's gonna try and slide a hand picklock that shit. <laughs> and open... Because he has a street knife, is what's in his inventory. Uh, so I'm gonna use that as a lockpick. I'm gonna give you disadvantage on that to oh, pick up the knife. You bastard. You can use them. <laughs> don't worry, guys, both rolls were 18s. So 18 plus... Whoa! Dex, oh, wow. and Jesus. so it's a 23, actually. Wow, that street knife is something else. <laughs> I guess nice so. knife. It's a magical street yeah, knife. It's almost as good as that rusty nail we have. Yeah, it's a rusty nail. Able to jam that knife in the lock, and you get it, and it opens right up. There's a family of four inside, just hiding quietly. I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna talk yeah. to the, the half-elf lady and be like, come with us, let's just go have lunch and have a chat real quick. Do you like soup? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Meta, I think, what, does Charm Person last for one minute or like ten minutes? One hour. Hour. One hour. Holy oh, really long time. Okay. Jesus. But at the end of the hour, she knows she was charmed, so. Yep. Well, she'll probably also know that we tried to kill her, so. I was going to say, that doesn't, an hour is really easy to throw someone into an ocean with, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, she so like, she's probably going to die at the end of this, but she don't need to know that. Wait, what? What? We don't have to kill everyone. I'm going to kind of like uh, address the crew and be like every not not the crowd, but everyone who is involved in this attack. They're like, come on, guys, we're going to go in that house and have some lunch. I'm going to usher us all over to the house. <laughs> have some soup. And I'm going to like I'm going to like wave thankfully at the crowd, but sort of in a way that's like, all right, everything's over here. Y'all can go back to what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. Jedi business. Go about your drinks. OK, and you hear kind of some like. <laughs> Boots and stuff. Note that there are still two dead bodies just like left in the street right in front of the house you went into. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to position them in a 69 and then put a t- <laughs> one of their cloaks over them. I did not do that. Just- Daniel did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we casually walk into a house that's not <laughs> ours. <laughs> Yeah, before before everyone leaves, <laughs> I look at the if there's still crowd around. Us. I go, shh, I am, shh, <laughs> and I fucking do that shit, and then, and then I follow in with the rest of the party. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, just uh, all right. 
Okay, so you guys like walk into the house and it's basically just like a one it's a one room shanty pretty much. But there is like a there is like a window facing like the front that goes out into the street that you just came from, and then also one like out the back. But otherwise there's like a bed inside, I mean a bookshelf and kind of like some basic belongings of whoever lives there. Is there are there curtains on that front window? Yes. Yep, some very raggedy ones, but there are. Yep, there's one one in the front, then one in the back, but and on the sides, it's connected to other other houses. So everyone has entered the house. I think Daniel said that he kind of closed and locked the door uh, behind all of you that entered this kind of one room shack. And then I'm going to climb up on whatever furniture I need to to reach the window. And then I'm just going to slam the curtain shut. Okay. And you slam the curtains shut. Just a little bit of light is peeking through into the dusty room. And we will pick up with the interrogation on the next episode. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us on our very first quest, our very first official quest, that is. Be sure to tune in next time to keep up with the continuing adventures of our crew. You can check out the video version of our adventures on YouTube, or you can listen to them as podcasts wherever podcasts are found. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Heads Must Roll on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs>